0: Now entering Nerdist.com You made it weird,
1: you made it weird, you made it weird, oh yeah You made it weird, you made it weird, <laughs> yes you did made it weird, You, it weird. you made it weird with Pete Holmes What's happening weirdos? Uh, Happy New Year to everybody Hope you, hope you had a good, uh, uh what? What do you say? I hope you had a, good <laughs> had a good holidays. I hope you had one of those good holidays. Uh, here's some dates. January 14th, I'm gonna be is the premiere. Well, I'm not gonna be doing anything. A pixelated version of me will be available on your TVs. January 14th is the season two premiere of Crashing, 1030 on HBO. Uh, I hope you can watch. Um, obviously that means a lot to me. And uh, I hope you enjoy. January 16th, I'm gonna be in San Francisco with Val yep. at Sketchfest. At Cobb's, which is From the club, we met. which is where we met. lol. <laughs> Am I using lol correctly? <laughs> yeah, I think it means love out loud. Love out loud. That's my <laughs> customized plate. Okay, listen. A little foggy today. Uh, January 25th, I'm going to be at Largo as well as February 21st. Also at Largo There's going to be some events uh, Some press we're doing in Chicago And Seattle, I believe I don't have the specifics right now But I will be tweeting that for sure So uh, we'll find out next week Who knows Do we have to do everything? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> I can't be bothered. I just I couldn't find exactly what we're doing, but those are the ones I could find. <laughs> Hope you can make it out. I also Instagram these things. I don't know, guys. I don't know. This is Troy Baker. That I do know. Troy Baker is an uh, actor and voiceover artist, and he has been in uh, the main role in many wonderful video games. If you got the game Shadow of War for uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, or a New Year's gift, can yeah, people give gifts, honey. I think you just get kissed on New Year's. Oh, okay, good, because I was going to be like, you didn't get me a New Year's gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I gave you a kiss. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what, uh, he, um, he's the voice of the dude in Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor. He's Booker DeWitt in uh, Bioshock Infinite, which is one of my favorite games ever. He's also the voice of the Joker in, uh, in the Batman video games. Amazing He's also just an incredibly interesting dude And I was so happy to sit down and spend time Uh, As I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible No sponsor, so just Pete's Picks These are the products that I love And use every single day, Val You can attest to this Swearing by Alpha Brain today I know I said I'm foggy, but imagine if I Hadn't taken it. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful thing when you're just a little bit behind the eight ball, <laughs> a little foggy, a little cloudy in your noggin. It's a nootropic. It's like fish food for your ideas. It's like a, it's not like caffeine. It's not a stimulant. It just helps you think. So anything that I do that involves thinking, podcasts, writing, stand up, just having a thoughtful conversation, being mindful, being present, meditating, having wacky dreams, whatever you're looking for. By the way, it doesn't give you wacky dreams. That's just if you take it right before bed. With the intent of having wacky dreams, which I recommend, (laughs) uh, you can take this stuff. It's earth-grown ingredients. It's made by the Onnit, the wonderful people at Onnit, and I highly recommend it. I always have two or three Alpha Brains in my pocket at all times because I take it constantly, and I love it, and I swear by it. So I want you to try it. Go to Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, slash weird, and you'll get 10% off uh, Alpha Brain or MCT oil or whatever you see parked on that page. It is there for you at discount prices. Thank you on it. Also, Charlotte's Web, I also, I just took some Charlotte's Web earlier because I was feeling a little tense, a little bit of a headache, a little bit stressed, and a little bit anxious, and uh, that is what Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil does for me. It's made from the hemp plant, but they remove, with science, they remove the THC, uh, which is what gets you stoned, which is what gets you high, and what makes you order the first season of Mr. Belvedere, and only watch half of the pilot. Because you don't like it. That's weed. This is hemp oil. This is CBD. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind. It's good for stress. It's good for relaxing. I swear by it. I get the uh, mint, excuse me, mint chocolate flavor, which tastes like a thin mint, but better. I get the advanced kind because I literally just do a few drops, lick it off my hand, and I'm good to go. Legal in all 50 states. Um, What do I normally say? Is that about it? Yeah,
0: I think that's good.
1: I love it. Google CBD oil benefits, and this is the only company that grow, uh, grows their hemp to be consumed by humans. It's not pants. It's hemp for people. Uh, CWHemp.com slash weird promo code keep it crispy gets you 10% off. Try the Everyday Plus or the Advanced. Those are the ones that I love. Try some Alpha Brain. See you at Largo if you'd like. And uh, please watch Crashing January 14th at 1030 on HBO. Uh, and in the meantime, enjoy Troy Baker, Valerie. Get, Get it into it. it. I did it too. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to do it too.
0: Just looking at Long laws like. How are you? How are you? I love that both of us are like. Yes, we must go into the cave. <laughs> we build our head this way. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> Would you sit here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um. I was looking at handicap books. Which, Andy Cap. Do you remember Andy Cap? Do you remember what it means? It, well, yeah, but I read those when I was like like
0: nine and ten years old, way too young to be reading about an alcoholic domestic abuse. Oh yeah. It was horrible. His this smoking is mo- was a part of his character design. It was great.
1: He smokes? Yeah, he's always got a cigarette. Like part of his character yes. design is always a cigarette right here. Is it he kind like- of floating out of his yeah. mouth? Yeah. But I meant his name Andy Cap. Do you get the joke? Handicap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hit it. What up? How are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> Hit it. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. And we go in the cave where we can't stand erect. You know what? You can have that if you want. I mean, it's the, it's, win, it's, the window it's is simple. open. If you want to take the pie from my windowsill, I'll use the uh, word, I'll say ejaculated meaning just like exclaimed well, if it, you need. Or effervescent is a probably better word. How? For what? For just being effusive. Like okay. effusively, yeah, effervescently effervescent. oh, happy. Sure. sure. How you you? Like, Did you go gonna... to Ejaculate? Did I just walk past you on the street? I don't
0: know. Oh, good. Were I you thought. the guy that was asleep in his own pool of urine? Was <laughs> that Did you see that? No. No, I just love the smell that sunset has on a Saturday morning. Yes. Where it's just. My friend mm, Eric
1: Acosta had such a great joke about. Uh, on Saturdays, we're all like, the weirdos are out tonight. And it's like, no, they're always out. They're, yeah, you're, you're, just don't, you're, <laughs> you're out. You're, out. <laughs> you're the variable. Yeah. They're the guy. They're always out. <laughs> That's why they're weird. They're always out. And we come out on Saturday, and we go. Wow, LA is weird. This. this is strange. LA is a strange place.
0: No, there's just this. Like, I was just this. This uh, wave of urine was just like wafting past me as I watched. It was like,
1: oh, yeah, Hollywood and New and New York. All the all the real cities. <laughs> you so you're. By the way, I don't mean that. I'm not an LA, New Yorker die person. I love a lot of. Cities. No, but you're by coast. I not like pee. Sometimes. But I mean, you are. Are you back? Don't here? do it, Troy. What? what? Don't interview me. Shit. <laughs> I I have questions for you, though. I have questions. You may, but just know it's uh, it's cutting into Troy time. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is, but this but is I... our time. I'm happy to tell you. Yeah, I get to spend New York the summer in New York, which is where the urine is <laughs> as hot and present, bubbling it's over a sauna. Really, it is. It's a sauna of urine, and that, that's one of the things. I, I do think New York is the greatest American city. Mm-hmm. Potentially, it's, it's in the running. Certainly for great, it's, <laughs> it's the greatest American city in the world. It's the greatest American city in the world. But there are things that I go. I was like, like Val, my my, my wife is twenty eight, so it's like better for her. Like you should be in the New York in your twenties. I feel yes. And now that I'm thirty eight, hello, uh, I start noticing. Things like urine smell mm. and lack of elbow room. These are just complaints <laughs> that I didn't have when I was there. When, when you're young and you're there, you're like, I can't believe the bus dropped me here. You just buried the lead. Urine smell followed by elbow room. Well, I'm. You have a large <laughs> gate. We have. Yeah. What's we have, your wingspan? Because well, your, it's the same as your height, height yeah. right? So it's you six, know four? everything. Handicap, handicap. We're I both have nothing
0: for you. This is one of those visual things that doesn't translate We're to audio. We're both, our both arms holding ours like. Like like Al, like, De like De Jesus.
1: Yeah, we made the same joke. <laughs> Look, you got to get up. You got to get up pretty early in the morning. He ejaculated. I I would. Did you play forth. Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. On PS 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 PS. P- 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 I love you. Did you play it on PS? <laughs>
0: It was um, on the PS. It was on the PS. <laughs> there was no
1: need to abbreviate PlayStation.
0: No, it wasn't even PS1. Well, it was just well, 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 the, PS. the PS. The PS. Actually, you sounded super, like, PS was, like, for pretentious shit. If you yeah. said PS, it was like, I play on PlayStation.
1: I don't say Insta.
0: No, I do it ironically. I do sometimes <laughs> as well. I got it on the Instas. Yeah, and we gram it. Gram it and forget no. it. No. Well, that's a joke as <laughs> <No>. well. <laughs> gramming it, that's a joke in and it of itself.
1: What, gramming it?
0: Because it could be a television. Just the nomenclature of all of it. I go back and forth, man. I'm getting cynical as I get older. and I'm just looking at this, like these kids with their with things that they have on oh, their Lord phones. Fuck.
1: Already? I had the most Andy Rooney thought yesterday. Oh, God. Uh, somebody, a friend of mine was like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I went Mickey Rooney first. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, Andy That would have been... Crotch, <laughs> crotchety old man. <laughs> crotchety. Ha. Going through uh, and going like, oh, I, I'm doing too much social these days, like on their phone. And I was like, it's so funny that what we consider social is the mo- I know! It's not a new thought. But right? we, what we consider... Like, when I feel like I have to catch up with all my friends, is I stare down this? at a tiny yeah. metal box. It's I, not even I took
0: a hiatus on...
1: I think you would appreciate this. Buddy! What? I'm way ahead of you. I'm nine steps ahead. I'm already enjoying the, our third hour of conversation. <laughs> I'm just do saying, you, I, I hear you. Do you know, you know this
0: story? No. So one night, like, four of us
1: are playing uh, GTA or whatever. And four of you? There's four of us. How are you doing that? It's There's multiplayer. You can play online. You all have your own screens, though. You're playing o- over the internet. We're playing over the internet. I, I pictured four friends like Mario Kart. I
0: don't have four friends to...
1: I don't have four <laughs> friends. <laughs> I have to go on the internet to find friends and yes. pay
0: hourly. Yes. So we're sitting there, and someone was talking about how uh, he lives out in Vegas, and, and he does a lot of backline for road shows that come through, touring shows. And, and Brett Michaels and, and Poison had just come through. Ah. And without missing a beat, a friend of mine via the chat says, Brett Michaels... Looks like I'm going to relitigate this whole story, but I want to bring it context. Was Brett Michaels playing? Brett Michaels, Poison was playing in Vegas. Oh, but they were not playing guy, GTA. No, they weren't. They were not playing the GTA. They're just driving the tour bus. They were just driving the tour bus to <laughs> this game, horrible joke. <laughs> uh, and he goes, Brett Michaels looks like Mickey Rourke tried to become Caitlyn Jenner.
1: He's somewhere in between the two, <laughs> and I I laughed at the joke, and I I'm was missing like, "Some of the references. If, if you're not seeing me bubble with laughs, I don't know who a lot of the names are." Bret Michaels was the I lead know, I, but I, I'm just picturing hair. Mickey, yes, I'm just picturing blonde Mickey Rourke, effervescent. Effusive ejaculation. And Mickey Rourke.
0: Mickey Rourke, you know, I mean, the wrestler he, in nine and, yes, and a half weeks. So, yes, yes.
1: Um, so, okay, now I got Mickey Rourke. Tri- the Mickey Rourke And Caitlyn K- Jenner on the other side. And K- in between is the guy. I get it. Okay. Good joke. So I, I thought I was, it was a funny joke to me, right? And this guy was
0: booted from Xbox Live? Oh, no, no, no. I went on Twitter and posted that, quoting him and saying, you know, hashtag whatever his name. Right. And my friend goes, dude, I don't think you should have put that up on Twitter. And yeah. I went. Ah, oh, man, it'll be fun. What's this the worst your that could happen? <laughs> next, next morning.
1: Guess what? Someone so, else is the son of Gondor. <laughs> yeah. Forbes magazine ran with it. No. Forbes
0: magazine is like this transphobic, which I didn't even know was the thing. Joke. Uh, how how horrible. And out come the SJWs.
1: What's an SJW?
0: Social justice warrior. Oh. And and I had offended people, and what's funny is no one ever came to the. Everyone was rushing to to Caitlyn Jenner's uh, uh, behest and, yep. and defense, but no one, no one came to the, to the side of Brett Michaels or, or Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. <laughs> yeah, and away. they're the ones that kind of end up on the on the negative side of the joke. But right. so I took a hiatus
1: as you were saying it. What I was aware that that was poor Brett Michaels have, a little bit. No, right? no, no. I mean, I wouldn't have tweeted it. No. Yeah. No, you should. No, no. That's that. not to say that I'm smarter than you. It's just like it's such a touchy subject. What, yes. What, especially. Uh, here you are, straight white men. Two of the three ingredients right. of that right. are straight white men. One is a trans woman. Right. Uh, so it's just like a time for us to, to duck. I, I, I'm having so many conversations with my lady friends. Lady friends. La- your lady friends? My <laughs> female friends that I like to call lady friends. <laughs> not anymore. they <laughs> ah, They just moonwalked away from me in heels. Impressive. And uh, they don't wear heels <laughs> Anyway. I, I could smell the 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 stink and like we're learning that like we need to like maybe not make that joke. Um, but you got you got spanked and then you took time off.
0: Of I took time off and what it did for me was if I had a joke or if I had a picture or if I had something instead of blasting it out to you know people that really I don't have much of a relationship with. I just have a, a connection
1: Well, you're with. texting people you don't know. That's what Twitter is.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and what I ended up doing was I was... You're texting Kathy in HR. Who I, <laughs> hopefully What's not. What's Troy saying? Uh, <laughs> Kayla <Jenner. laughs> uh, I, Why did you text her? But it actually... It's, it, <laughs> it's your fault. It
0: strengthened my <laughs> personal relationships because I was able to go, hey, I'm going to send this to one person that would really get this. Yeah. And so over the course of like that six months or whatever that on off Twitter, and actually, my relationships got stronger.
1: Oh, you started texting people individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what Not it is. Not Kathy
0: and HR, but...
1: Yes, I get it. Because you don't know Kathy in HR. You don't, I don't have I don't to know, know Kathy her. She H. just followed you. If I know
0: Kathy in HR, that means I've done something horribly wrong. <laughs> that you I'm need losing to my report yeah. to Kathy
1: in HR. I mean, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you, what you don't do. talk to Kathy in HR. You report Wait, to Kathy in HR. We, we t- yeah, that's right. I haven't <laughs> talked to somebody. I've just been reported to for the past 20 years. Then she weeps. That's her therapy. I, it's funny because we're without context. Because when right. you say that joke, mm-hmm. I've been thinking lately about roast jokes. One of the episodes of Crashing, <laughs> January 14th. Uh, is about a roast. And so you tell me that joke, and I'm like, that's nothing on the scale of roast. Like, that's like par for the course. But there's context for that. But That's what I'm saying. When you text, my whole thing is day, night. So Kathy Mm -hmm. in HR, this, this hypothetical person, is reading that in her cubicle, in like the clothes that we wear at work to keep us from having sex with each other, you know, right. lots of layers and belts and <laughs> buckles, <laughs> right. so like nothing. Like you can't wear swear pants and no sweatpants and no undies to to work. It's I kind of like sweatpants pants now. Swear <laughs> pants. I, oh, I want to make sweatpants called swear pants. Swear and they pants. say, "Fuck on the <laughs> Just side, all, all down the side." It's not it's a bad in my idea. <laughs> I'm wearing my swear pants.
0: That is funny. Or you could, like, you could give testimony in them.
1: Swear pants. swear pants And they have the Bible on them Double
0: entendres Triple That you do not have to And Andy Cap is there You,
1: <laughs> Oh boy <laughs> Take it all the way back <laughs> And we're done uh, Thank you so much for being here with us Yeah, keep it crispy Listen, but so day even Day U, I've said this many times, I'll make it brief. Okay. Day U is so different from Night You. Yeah. Like Night You goes to like a weird show in Amsterdam. You know what I sure. mean? Like you duck into like a bar and you're like, there was a guy say like Lenny Bruce is is nighttime guy. He was up there saying twenty-four seven. The though. hard yeah, I know, but like when you went to engage with him right. in a nightclub. People are smoking and drinking and, and, and like it's following a burlesque act. Even that was kind of like good. Like it's like here's boobies, like something you're also not supposed to see in the day. But this is nighttime. Right. Have, a, have, a, have a cosmopolitan and look at me shake my tassels. And then this guy comes out and he's like, I'll tell you another thing about the president. And we're like, you're not supposed to say that. This was a time when you're like politics, sex and religion weren't things you talked about at right. parties. And this guy's like, what if I get in there? And that's one mm. of the, you know, functions of comedy. But when we take it out of that and we make it a Facebook post, there's so many things I've said uh, on uh, this podcast, on Twitter, or whatever, in some sort of situation it's not appropriate to say in an office – you yes. know what I mean? Or, and I get that. But they're reading it in an office. But I feel like the Yeah, that's where the lines are
0: that's where the lines are getting blurred. And what scares me right now. You can't now, watch
1: Bill Burr at noon.
0: <laughs> the problem is, is that by association, if you watch Bill Burr, there are some people that are go, wait a minute, then you're supporting that by proxy, or tacitly you're admitting to his philosophy like right. it's a
1: bit i know but what's very strange about that is troy baker voice of what's your character's name don't tell me Italian. there you go well done Italian, one of my favorite games of all time two of my favorite games of all time and B- booker yeah. booker do it one of my favorite games. that game fucking incredible these games are very violent i'm not this is not you know this podcast i know where you're going this isn't me going like so how do you justify that? right we go and we watch if, if i post on facebook go watch the hateful eight well, that movie has a lot of right. the N word in it. But like, if I say go watch Kill Bill, nobody's Still has like, <laughs> yeah, probably. I, yeah, why am I on Tarantino? Tarantino? Probably because we were talking about the hard N word. I turned off the hateful eight. I'm not trying to sound like a good guy. I was like, I can't. What is this? It just it, too much punching. Too much punching a, a chained person. It happens to be a woman. I don't want to see anybody chained getting beat up like sure. that. And then also too much unnecessary. Not that there is... like at least there's a historical with Django. Every N word is building up to the release of him taking revenge. It's, it's for a yes. purpose. This is just kind of like, maybe you could argue it's for a purpose. With this, it's just like, I can do it. I can make Sam Jackson say whatever I want, right. and I'm just like, yikes. Because it's Sam Jackson saying it, not me, but it's written But it in really voice. was you. Uh, that's a whole other subject. But violence, and this is also well trodden ground, but violence, if I post go-see something innocuous star wars that movie features people getting cut in half with lightsabers getting shot and i'm all for it i i like violence i also like bilber is my favorite comedian i watch him from the side and go disagree and i'm laughing really hard right because i'm missing the shadow the shadow part of us Mm. it needs to come out and play and that's how we keep it from consuming us it's good but like it's not good all the time but we don't care about violence
0: Yes, we will draw it it goes back to south park that the bigger longer non cut or whatever you can you can show whatever you want, you can eviscerate people, vivisect them, but the second that you say a naughty word then we'll whoa, whoa, whoa hold on we have to right? we'll, we'll pull the reins back on you there and i i I believe that's horribly disparate from where. I don't believe... It's an
1: echo of, like, an old way of thinking.
0: Yes, but I don't believe... I think that we should discuss um, ethics through art, but I don't think that we should legislate ethics through art. I don't believe that... That that just gets into a fashion Can we even fascism. talk about
1: what art is? Can we talk about, sure. like, early man? And I'm talking about yeah. Homo sapiens, Go us, what we are. We used to, like put on masks and rub blood on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody was like, this is good behavior. That was nighttime right. shit. That was nighttime shit. That was cave shit. Right. I'm getting excited. Cave shit. You went in to a cave. At one point, you had to like shimmy. That That <laughs> is going into the comedy cellar, lowering your head, going yes. downstairs into a nook underneath the West Village. Not even in it. That's metaphorical. It's wow. appropriate. It's That's what I'm saying. You don't want your com- – there's no comedy club where you can see it from the street. Right. It's not CrossFit. It's down into the cave. You shimmy and you lower your head and your phone doesn't work. Right. It's all perfect. It's a, that's how it should be because we're the same guys that used to put blood on our face because we were like, what the fuck is going on right. here? How did we get here? And we're still doing that. But the problem is now you can take an image from inside the cave and post it to Kathy.
0: Right. And lose your job. And lose your job! L- no, not, not just lose your job. Lose your career. Yeah. Your career is over. And but that's what scares me.
1: Here's the thing, though. I had Gilbert Godfrey, who was over there. He had a bunch of people. So Judd was there, and Gilbert was there, and the director was here. Anyway, why did I tell you that? And Gilbert, I watched his documentary after that, and he had those tweets about, like, the tsunami mm-hmm. in Japan. And he had, all the- he had very, very offensive tweets. What's weird about me is, as much as I'll say, we need the cave... I also watched that, and I'm like, he shouldn't have tweeted that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's how – And uh, maybe I'm wrong, and I wish Gilbert were here to speak to this, but I hadn't seen the documentary. I'm like, people are like, that's how he mourns. I'm like, is it – you know what I mean? If like that tsunami had happened to <clears throat> California, would we still be like, look, oh, that's one way to make it in show business? The fact that it was Japan made it <clears throat> different. For I'll say this.
0: I did not like Anthony Jeselnik. Did not like him. I was like, this guy, man. I, can't, I don't like hey, his style. Hey,
1: buddy. I can't and, do him. <laughs> That's really good. I can't. He and, sounds like Betty Draper's second wife. <laughs> Betty.
0: Betty. I can't. But then all of a sudden, I watched Thoughts and Prayers. Yeah. And I got it.
1: And I got it.
0: I mean, it, it went off like a light bulb. I was like...
1: I'm not saying Gilbert shouldn't be able to make those jokes, by the way. I'm just saying maybe don't tweet them. Don't text them to I, strangers. I think that you... if the, the, You're right. I
0: think the cellar is the safe space. But it the second be, but even that, that you that has been right, but let's if we keep it that. But if we go out into the street and do that, then it's the day. It's the night going out into the day. Yeah. And I, whether or not you should be able to do that, you have to look at it and go:
1: Is that effective? Am I? Am I contributing to the discourse? Isn't am I? This, having, by the way, what? I'm not even trying to force this. If you weren't you, I'd still be thinking this. I'm like, this is what Shadow of Mordor is about. How? Every time you take over, uh, blah, blah blah, a uh, fortress, a fortress. You go like, I take this for the light! Like, <laughs> we still are fighting... Way to make it relevant. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not very... I, but it's like, true. I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't you, but I'm thinking it. I'm like, why does it feel good for us to kind of like put... Like, we don't want to like... No one wants to like get rid of Mordor. <laughs> You know no. what I mean? Like, I mean, they do. You want to fight it, but like... That was Tolkien's whole thing is it, if you look at every character
0: in there, there's everybody wants to dominate it. It's not that anybody wants to eviscerate it or get rid of it. We don't want to gentrify it. Right. We want to be the rulers of it.
1: Ah, Even, see? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. in, the, in the new game, there's so much more turning um, orcs into servants of the light. Yes. And they're servants of darkness. And then you come in and you turn them around... Kind of like, but you're still, you're just a
0: different brand of darkness, though. By the end of it, it's...
1: Is, I haven't finished it. Oh, bro, I'm not going to
0: ruin it for you, then. But, I um, mean, what could
1: it be? <laughs> he goes, oh, no. <laughs> I've been one of them all along.
0: You and I are not so different, you and I.
1: <laughs> you and
0: I are not so much alike, you and I. Um... <laughs> That old trope. I literally, when we were, because I I was the the uh, performance director on on uh, the Shadow of War, and which was the first time I've ever directed anything.
1: Just call it Shadow of Mordor too. Nobody knows the name. The, I we, I went back and <laughs> forth. I was like, they
0: were like Shadow was really the name that stuck. I was like, I was I would call it Mordor. First of like, all,
1: the first one was called Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> Middle Earth Shadows of no, Mordor. It is called Shadow of Mordor, but Shadow. everyone on the street called Shadows of Mordor. Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings, Shadow
0: of Mordor, a Tolkien. Game. It was, that was the longest title. We called it the Mordor title. game. The Mordor Did you play game? Shadow
1: mm. of uh, Maybe we say it's Shadow of Mordor. But in the second one, is Shadow of Mordor.
0: Mission <laughs> of War <laughs> 2.
1: Brand recognition. Did you play the
0: new one? No, no. Shadow of War. Damn it. Just,
1: <laughs> I don't of know War.
0: what game I'm playing.
1: <laughs> but at the end, he realized... No, he is going around and hacking... I'm going to get real Go for it. lofty here. Is he is going around and he is kind of like an orc. It's like uh, I am legend. Yes. At the end he realizes he's he is the monster. He's the monster and then they recut it and ruined it. But that is the point is he's going around and he's chopping up all these orcs and stuff. So there's this thing that we're all stuck in this conundrum and this is one of the predicaments of life and this is what I would say the Christ story is about is that death leads to life. Mm-hmm. So here he is cutting, and he's doing it for good, and then there's these, his enemies that are doing it for bad, but everyone's kind of doing the same thing because we're stuck in a system where it's like things die and are replaced, and things die and are replaced, and we're trying to control that. Does right. that make sense?
0: Or at least that's why I think we go on roller coasters. That's why we watch horror movies. That's yeah. why it's because we are terrified of, of death
1: and, and fear. But we're also constantly participating in it. Every lunch... Every particle of, article of entropy that we do. We, Everything we, we, we're doing. I'm it, not, a, this isn't a mm. vegan rant. I'm saying no, 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 no. Eat, killing a tomato, anything.
0: You're absolutely right. You
1: eat life. We are. Or, or death, you could say. You eat death. You eat death. You eat death. Um, you eat death. Um, and babies mm. come <laughs> and they suck your milk <laughs> and you get weaker with every. Nom, 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 and that's the fucking game. And then Christ comes in the story and goes. Death leads to life, and we're all like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. He died that we might live. Just like this baby cow I'm gonna bread. Bread it! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Italian in there. I think this shit when I play the game. I'm like, this is fucked. I'm like a peace-loving guy, but I also love the the exoneration of weird feelings, the the catharsis yes. of hacking. God help me if I ever cut a guy square in half. You ever get the waist? You know oh, what I mean. Yeah. Instead of the head, he goes for the waist, well, and then like, he gets chopped, in half and having the blood is it's black. just everywhere. It's black. There was a blood. thing we and you're like, I have done it. We could never. You and keep, then you purify the temples. The the statues yes, keep going.
0: But you can't. We were not allowed to kill a human. Like what? you. That was that was from the Tolkien estate. You were not. That's the one thing we couldn't do. You could do whatever you wanted to with orcs. Hmm. Or animals. But you couldn't you couldn't kill another human.
1: Um, it's interesting. I bet people would raise an eye if you're killing kitty cats. <laughs> <laughs> you do you kind of do course? I killed a kitty cat for no reason. We live in a world of shadow. <laughs> that's that's the ghost <laughs> one going. He deserved it. He always he's the mean one.
0: <laughs> Killer <a> Bembor. <laughs> remember is a <laughs> little bit. He's a sourpuss.
1: Uh, we actually really worked hard to because but you can't kill a person
0: and you, you cannot keep kill a person.
1: finishing your thought. Finish your thought. keep interrupting. We
0: worked really hard like there was even just like in the blocking of of how cuz we did this whole thing performance capture, right? So we're not just in a booth. We're actually on a soundstage.
1: No, you look like him. Except Do you think so? they fucked up his face in the second one. He looks a little weird. It's stupid. Looks a What did weird. I say? It looked like they put the first guy in a rock polisher. <laughs> The first, I texted you texted right texted away. Me, I was like, like what the <laughs> fuck did they do to his face? Well, that's... I don't mean to put you in
0: the hot seat. No, 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 no not at all. Because I, I w- don't like it. There was a conversation that I had with the, um, the guy who's in charge of, of, of basically
1: all of... I think of... I met that guy. I think I interviewed him at that thing. You, you the year have... that we met that he won game of the year, I think I interviewed that guy. He.
0: Well, th- no, 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 you no. would have met... Uh, um... The creator. You would have been the creator. Okay. Um, you tell me. Tell your story. But he, um, hello. Um, just randomly. There's a guy. Hello. Hello. Uh, he. We were looking at the character, and he was going back and forth about what Talia was going to look like. He was like, what do you think? I was like, kind of kind of pretty. Kind of Abercrombie. Yeah. And he goes, well, I mean, we want him to look like a hero. I'm like, well, what does a hero look
1: like? He looks like a cabana boy. He looks like he's bringing me a non-alcoholic pina I,
0: um, this was, I said no pineapple, you son of a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You throw it at him. Yeah, if I had my sword right now, <laughs> I, would, I would cut uh, you I in half.
1: Cleaved. I like the verbs. Cleave. I like that it's like yeah, purified. Cleaved. cleaved. They figured some shit out. Dude, they really Mysterious did. Mysterious savior, don't did, ruin
0: it. Have you not? He's only saved me once, and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy? I woke my wife up in the middle of the night. I was in tears. So do you know the story of him?
1: Don't! Is the game gonna tell me?
0: No. No, uh, no, no,
1: no, He's just like a random thing.
0: So, Hog is based off Forgy,
1: who is one By of By the, the, the way, just to bring everybody into yeah. sp- when you're playing this game, Shadow of Mordor 2. <laughs> yes. Shadow of Mordor's Shadows? Shadows of Mordor 2. Mordoring 2. 2. <clears throat> Shadow of War. I was fighting this dude, and you know how this game can be. I'm yeah. fighting like a. Why am I forgetting all the names? Like a. I wanna say a boss, but he's a. Like a Captain. War- I'm fighting, oh, a fighting, fighting a Captain of war- war- Warlord. Warlord. And I'm fighting him and he's fucking adapting and shit. Like they really figured out just how to make it just difficult enough. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The number of times where I've just barely beaten a guy. Oh, it's
0: awesome, dude. They yeah. did
1: the math. They figured out how good are people at this game and how do we make it so they don't have to do it all over again. Right. But they want to be like just like the smallest sliver of health and you just made it because that's the most thrill you can get out of a video game. So they nailed it. It's amazing. You should all play it if you like video games. Anyway, so I'm killing this guy and I'm fighting him for what had to be 40 minutes. Yeah, dude. Like he keep, kept almost killing me. I'd have to run away, find it or come back. Finally, like I'm wearing him down, I'm wearing him down. He adapts in some way. I don't even know how to get him, and he's killing me. Like, he's got me for the third time. He puts his chains back. He's gonna rip off my head something grotesque. And this random guy who looks like a dinosaur or something comes and clubs him kills them. Not today, Ranger! Yes! And goes, and it said, you were saved by a mysterious savior. savior. And it brought me back to the fundamentals of the joy of video games, where you didn't know that could happen. Yeah. Because you're going like, ah! The last... It's real stakes. Yes. Video games are gambling with your time. Yes. You're putting an hour on the felt. And I just put two... uh, Like, I'm fighting this fucking guy, and this guy comes and kills him. And it reminded me of, like... Like, find the first time you realized Mario could run at the top of the dungeon level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like... <gasps> you feel like you're... you're breaking the rules of the game. Yes, but or like the, game the game broke just, its own yeah. rules. It, and you woke up your wife. It reminded me of those days you call your friend and say, like, i was saved boy, i serious savior. Like, back forward, down forward, A, B, select, start.
0: Yes. The So here's the story of that guy. That is
1: actually one of the founding,
0: uh, uh, like, senior management of Monolith, the studio that made the game. And during production of Shadow of War, uh, he got cancer and died. So, uh, one of the coolest moves that that company has ever done is they actually immortalized him. They scanned him, and they created a character inside the game whose sole purpose was to do exactly what happened to you and to me.
1: That guy is a guy who we just lost to cancer, and they they put him in the game as Mysterious Savior? Yeah. Hit it.
0: Dude. So, I that's I'm amazing doing my first Ford assault the same thing like 40 minutes I'm like I'm down on my knees I'm like just do it man just
1: yes ah. yeah.
0: and out of nowhere he just and I like for and I just burst into tears cuz I was like yeah. what a legacy to leave behind like the what you're going to be how you live on eternally now is on someone's PS4 yeah or Xbox One X and You say people and you give them those kind of moments. I'm like, dude, that's... It's a gift. That's just amazing.
1: That's a legacy. Yeah, dude. I I found it very moving. But that also brings us back to, like, uh, one of the... the, There's stuff going on in the game. Like, we're exonerating real human feelings. We're loading them into kind of like a wood chipper. Yes. Like, playing a video game these days... Can be, oh God, I sound like I'm buttering your bread. I'm just saying it can be as sophisticated as watching a film or something, you know or I mean? yeah, or, or more. more because you have agency in yeah, it, yeah, you do have agency, and I'm fighting, and I'm getting upset, like yeah. I'm into it, and then grace, I'm not trying to force it nope the I hear you, thing. dude the mysterious savior right he uses the word savior, and you feel it, and yeah. you go, and the guy's sword is still here, I can pick up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And I get something about this.
1: Like the good, the mysterious Avery didn't even take the loot. <laughs>
0: like, I am it, going to take this though.
1: It was like, remember in Bioshock mm. where you turn around and there's that guy? The yeah. Scary, the scary moment that yeah, ever, yeah. Like you can look on YouTube, there's a lot of moments where people, where that happens. Yes. That was another, you're part of two incredible video game moments. Yeah. I mean, you're part of countless, but that was another one where you're like, shit. Video games, Resident Evil, I think, showed us. Can be way scarier yes. than movies because it's your fucking fault. You didn't I, listen to the cry. Don't go in that house.
0: I have on my phone <laughs> and and my friend Travis last night. I my wife is not a gamer at all, but I was like, there's there's been a few games where I'm like, I think you'll dig this. Typically, it's on iPad and Inside, which I don't know if you played that or not. It was one of my favorite games last year. It's it's a, it's
1: an iPad game called Inside.
0: No, it was a it was a uh, PS4 game. It was a console game, but they just like ported it and because it, its I was at the BAFTAs and it won for best narrative best design oh, wow. uh, best art direction and it, it's this super super small side scroller almost black and white game it's beautiful
1: kind of it sounds
0: like um, do you play Limbo? Limbo I was same say people like that Limbo. did Limbo did, did uh, yeah. Insight Limbo
1: too scary too scary for you I didn't like the spiders Understood, understood. I don't mind a spider if I can hack the shit out of it. By the way, can I tell you this? Sorry, we're going to keep talking about Inside. Val is not a video game person either, but she watches me play, which which is what we call on Earth the perfect thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You
0: sit here and... and Go to Pinterest. I'm going to do this. Uh,
1: no, she's into it. Oh, she's like... She's, she's watching okay, and actively she's into it. it. I, I said the best, not close. <laughs> best. So, like, I play video games. A lot of times I play video games that I can um, get that good feeling of being good at something. Yeah. Like, I don't like games... Like, Limbo is like... There's a lot of trial and error. You're going to die a lot. You're going to, like, solve a puzzle. I loved Braid. Yeah. Like, Braid, did. I never died. Right. You know what I mean? Limbo, I'm always getting, like, a, a spider's leg through my face. Sure. And it's, like, this, like, jarring, sudden, cartoonish violence. When I play Shadow of Mordor, Val knows this and she says it for me sometimes is I'm always I'm, – I'm hacking someone's head off and I go, juiced. Like if you can, <laughs> if you can hear – you can get such a glimpse into my psyche and Whoa. what my psyche needs <laughs> and juiced. the way that I'm always like kind of perpetuating uh, a positive – kind of powerful, I know that sounds kind of grotesque, but a powerful outlook on life. Yeah. Like, I happen to life, life doesn't happen to me, sort of trying to have sure. that feeling. We're all trying to have that feeling so we can muster up the courage to get a sandwich some days. And these games mm. help. I'm hacking people in a half, and, I, and like, I talk shit. Like, if they talk shit to me, and they're like, you're gonna die today, I'm like, when Watch I'm this. killing them, I'm like, what did you say about yeah. me? To-? Like, I'm talking
0: Absolutely. shit.
1: To the game, Dude. and I feel power empowered by it. This is it's like Beyonce. I, I was. <laughs> it's Beyonce this is, this is in your, the car on the lemonade. way to the job interview. This is your lemonade. That's this is my lemonade, and it's freshly juiced.
0: I, we were at PSX, and they were talking. Oh, excited. We were talking about The Last of Us because uh, we, we. You were also
1: talking about Inside. Don't let me
0: interrupt you. A no, million. no, no, I'll get back to million. that. I. We were sitting there um, at PSX, and they were talking about you know what games mean to you or whatever and i said look the reason why i play games is because if if joel and ellie can get through that if booker and elizabeth can get through columbia I can get through Tuesday.
1: Yeah! You
0: know what I mean? That's what I'm saying! So I believe that it empowers you.
1: Splinter Cell, uh, did you play any of the Splinter Cell Conviction games? Not Conviction. The Conviction ones are so fun because they're really easy. I okay. actually find Shadow Mordor, like I said, just difficult enough to be compelling. So yeah, they yeah, figured yeah. it out. I would have stopped playing if it didn't increase in difficulty sure, as we went. because it just becomes a grind. It becomes a grind. I'm like, oh, these fucking guys. But I am very, like, Splinter Cell in this game, like, they're easy enough, mm-hmm. not a not a put down. No, that when I see a bunch of works, I'm it's not just like, bring it on. I better run. I'm like, so when I see a challenge in my life, yeah, I remember it's stupid. No, I It's pixels agree. and it's flat and it's safe, but I I feel like it's courage practice. Yeah, isn't that right?
0: Absolutely. We're my gonna, my you're wife, gonna let your baby play video games?
1: I know it. She's she's
0: playing. I got want to I've got to show you this. I got to show you this video. It's so funny. I'll show you after we get done. We're sitting here on the couch and uh, I was like I think I really think you want to you want to play this. And so I handed her the iPad and she's like, "Okay, I don't I don't know I don't know what to do." Which is what the game is designed to do. There's this weird thing that happened last year where we kind of like reduced everything. We reduced performance, we reduced story, we reduced uh player uh tutorialization. We just dropped you into an experience. Inside was this way, Firewatch was this way. It's like, yeah, figure it out. You need to
1: figure out what to do. That can I just yeah. you're touching on something so vital. The the I just said this to Val last night. When I was little, one of the things I learned from video games is to consider the intent of the programmer. Mm. You're you're it's actually a type of empathy, I think. Yeah. You're playing mm. it. And instead of just going, okay, I'm in a forest, you're going, what did the people that made this think that I would be thinking at right. this moment? Right. And then it's like when we played Goldeneye and you'd shoot a wall and there'd be a bullet hole and you're like, right. they thought of wow. that? Well, what else did they think right. of? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? And it, it's, it's a type of intelligence. It I, is. I think that Hitchcock
0: said, never make the mistake that your audience is Ooh. dumb. Alfred Hitchcock, he was a- like,
1: <laughs> Where is this reference
0: you're up? <laughs> he said, Never make the mistake that your audience is dumber than you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of game makers do that. was like, Well, we really need to make sure that the player understands this. And what that is is fear. Because you're trying to control the experience as right. opposed to a game like Inside would go, Figure it out. Right. And she's sitting there playing. She's like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. And I'm walking through a forest. And it's, what, Is that a dog? And she's going through the water. And she, she's like, I can't run fast enough. And she's like scrolling as fast as she can. And the dog. It, it it eats you. Yeah, it just tracks you down. Just like, oh my god,
1: and yelling. You and our it? dog is like going, ah,
0: mom, I'm freaking out. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: You know that reminds me of Space Quest. Did you play the first Space Quest? Space I'm talking is? about Space Quest. I'm What's talking Apple's two GS. No like Sierra games, side scrolling games. You're so slow. Uh-huh. And the game opens where there's just an alien, like aliens, devouring the crew. I'm saying not only is it slow, but computers are slow. Right. So the load speed, you're like so... so I still won't play it. Like running I, in a dream? It's you're like, like <laughs> running in a dream. And you're going around and you're like, okay, I just found like a matchbook and a lug nut. Mm-hmm. and but you don't know what to do. And there's no internet. You can't just Google no. what to do. And there's no tutorial. Right. And that fucking alien... Who was terrifying would kill me, little pixels of red blood, and I just I never played it. It was it was the opposite of what I'm telling you. Did you do text
0: based adventures? What like text based adventures? Like oh my god, dude! I did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There was Zork. It's it's text based. Yeah, so like you come upon a.
1: I, I there's no internet. Yeah, and you, oh, I had, I you had like, to choose, and, and you, you had, had to, to live with your choice, and and you yes. would go all the way back, back. to the beginning. Yeah,
0: those. That's when games were brutal, when yep. they were
1: unforgiving. There were games like that uh, on Mac, like the classic. Mac, yeah, and you'd have to go like you'd go up to the the toolbar and you go north. Yes. Yeah. North. North. And if you ran into the Dark King or the Dark Knight, not the Dark Knight, but you know what I mean. There was like a black knight. I, I you love me: <laughs> You weren't good enough, and you would die. Yep. You just it's, and it was it's terror. But like, that's I why remember terror games last games. year, like
0: Bloodborne and you know Demon Souls and stuff like that, were the same base creator. You people really resonate with that because they they miss. They want to see how far they can go. They want to go on the roller coaster. They want to watch the scary movie. It's like, don't baby me, don't coddle right. me, because I I play in this arena
1: to 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 courage feel train, shit. yeah, to yeah. feel shit, yeah. I, although it's funny because I'm contradicting myself. Like Resident Evil One, no, there's just a difference. What do you mean?
0: Like it, it, I I wasn't gonna do the Resident Evil VR. I'm like I don't need to like have someone What's go VR. What do you mean the virtual the the Resident Evil that's in VR? There's a the
1: new VR one.
0: Yes, and it's fucking terrifying. No making this. And it's just stuff. like, no, it's like, no, is that going to make you piss your stuff. pants? Is that going to make you
1: piss your pants? What about this? Are you going to shit yourself? No, I don't need no, to do that. I would never do, I don't it. Need to do that. I wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. I'm saying the contradictory thought is I love video games that make me feel like a winner and yet some of my fondest gaming memories were Resident Evil 1. <laughs> Like the yeah, first time the crows just... fly through the window or the dogs. See, I would go Silent Hill over
0: Resident Evil. Never played it. Oh my god, dude! That's just a game that you walk around and it's just, it's just creepy. Like every step you take, and it's the Pyramid Head, and it, uh, it is. It, they did such a great job of crafting. Atmosphere that let that kept you perpetually yeah. in this state of fear. Right, right. As opposed to Resident Evil, you're like, okay, I know as soon as I open this door, this thing's gonna happen.
1: Right. Well, those were the later ones. That's why I'm saying Resident Evil 1 had a lot of restraint. There's like 40, 45 yeah. minutes of gameplay before you see anything. <laughs> True. There's a before lot of like what happens. bedroom
0: do you want? Right. i like a soft bed. Do you remember the games <laughs> Like all it's those people? So like like those games where there were like live action. You know, but then the computer would, like, the game would take oh, over. like
1: the 11th hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I had no Nomegusta.
1: And you know what they used to do? What? Yeah, there was rape? Yeah, uh, I, was, don't, I didn't play it enough. What was the one with the house? The house was... was oh, uh, Night Trap. Was that what it was? For a Sega that. CD? It was like a, a slumber party, and there were vampire monsters. That yes. Came, yes, Night Trap. Woo <laughs> And the, and the whole ad campaign was there's a scene where she's in the bathroom and she gets and you she gets in a 90, but we thought we thought for sure we were going to see for ninety dollars we should have seen no it wasn't a nipple was it not no 90? I'm just kidding it was very expensive at the time but these these games like came on like here's six here's discs. a tip YouTube there's playthroughs no way but you know what sucks about them? Is you don't want to play through? No, you want to lose sometimes. You want to see someone die. Yeah. You don't want to see someone playing it perfectly. Right. You want to be like, shit! Or, they got Michelle.
0: What do you think so the what like, God, Come
1: on, dude! What? 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 It's just the it's
0: Like, come on, man! Just put some headphones on. Understand you're going. Ah, drives me bananas. That's next
1: level. If you if you're so good at a game, you want people to see how good you are at it. Yeah. But there's a virtual reality one. Oh, my God, dude, yeah.
0: Did you try it? It sounds yes. like you tried it. Yeah, I tried it, and I was like, nope, I'm out. I, will, I love VR. I'm I'm one of those guys that it's really, really cool. Um, it just needs a loss leader. It needs someone to come. I was really uh, impressed because uh, Vince Zepanella at, um, uh, at uh, um, the guys that do Titanfall at Respawn, they were like, we're going to do a VR game. They could be a loss leader that could actually be a system seller because I, I did a game, a VR game last year. A system seller. A system seller. A little,
1: little glimpse into the lingo. You need... We think Falls a system seller. It's a system seller. That's how you get like, we're going to... This is a summer blockbuster. Yes. Yeah. But you it, need a system seller. You need a system Zelda seller. Zelda for the Switch was a system seller. It absolutely was. Yes. because I mean, Altered Beast for the Genesis oh, was a wow. system
0: seller. But you got 750,000 people that have a VR platform. That's how it. many? 750,000. Wow. so if you sell 100% of your market share you're not even hitting a million units and right. most people it costs way they right. need to it make costs 3 million a dollars yeah. Yeah. yeah so most people are like we need someone that's gonna go alright I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna buy a blank you know Oculus Rift or Vive uh-huh. or whatever uh-huh. Uh-huh. so that you have more houses so you can actually make games cheaper and know that you're gonna at right. least hit more right. market share right
1: because I did a game last That's like year. That's what Kumail told me. They all lose money on the systems and they make it back with the games. Yes. It's like popcorn at the movies.
0: Absolutely. Right. You, that is the concession stand. You need yep. it on the game. Right. Did you? Did you find Kumel in Shadow of War? <laughs> no. He's oh in it? God, dude. As soon as I found it, Did you not know this?
1: Wow. We, I'm kind of upset about it. I that. was super he's pissed. He's always in video games. I to I, I can sound like him. Yeah, hey, I'm an orc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you find the dagger? Huh? Oh, my God, Emily, I'm- the big sick is available now. <laughs>
0: Why does he almost sound like a, a prepubescent like <laughs> Werner Herzog for ah, some reason?
1: Look at that! I don't understand
0: why you have to do this. <laughs> I'm back to Emily
1: Gordon. My movie is very successful. <laughs> um, My movie is the sleeper hit of 2000, <laughs> <laughs> and this time it's not about death in the no, Arctic.
0: We were we were having a meeting, and it was like we're trying to think of like some celebrities that we could get in uh, to to the game. I was like, well, what if we could get the guys from from silicon valley i was like i can at least reach out to Kumel. and so they went back and forth and they got Kumel. and i wanted selfishly i was like i want a scene with him well i wanted to direct him like Uh, i wanted i wanted to get in the suit i wanted he and middle ditch to get in the suit and like let them go and they ended up only being able to do like a vo session that i wasn't even a part of Uh, and so i'm sitting middle is in it too no they just got Kumel. So we're walking out to do our, our Comic-Con uh, panel, and they're like, which, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, All right, I'll write it down. San Diego Comic-Con uh, 2017, and they're like, so Kamel's going to be on it? I went, What? I'm like yeah, Kumail was I was like, what do you what do you mean? I was like, we got Kumail in the game. I'm like son of a bitch, no one tells me anything. Uh, so I'm sitting there backstage and I was like, dude, we, we got you. Sorry, um, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I'm making a lot of really successful movies and. Play. Hold on, I need to get back to not texting back, Pete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Pro tip: text Kumail and Emily.
0: Yes, <laughs> I, I get random. I get random texts from from and then I bump into him. Like, oh, was that... uh was it Seattle or Portland Airport? Oh, he was in Portland because he was coming back from his last episode of Portlandia. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey!" He was like, "Do you that... know where this is?" And I'm like, it's so random. I was like, "Are you coming? Are you going? What are you doing?" Um, That's fun. He's a good dude. So he was on Comic Con. He was on the I... Comic Con panel.
1: It, was that the story? Any... I wrote it down. Well, yeah, but oh. I wanted you to host the panel. Oh, oh right! Didn't you ask?
0: Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. We did great. It was it was awesome. It was it was fantastic. But so just, he's in the game. I'm going to find Kumail. I found him, and I was well, like, you have to find him. Oh, yes,
1: because he's like anybody else
0: is like, hey, I'm Kumail, and I'm going to say something funny, and it's just him. It's not him putting on any. It is just Kumail. Wait, is he an orc? Yes, he's an orc
1: named Kumail? Kumail.
0: No, it's like, oh god, what do they call him? It, his name will change because it's systemically generated. But what you, do you mean? So the system will generate a name for him. Like it's it, you'll find like Holmarg the tall one or whatever. And, and, and Kumail will be like Ikar, the accountant. The big
1: sick. <laughs> the big sick. <laughs> and now, now
0: on digital demand.
1: I am poisonous.
0: And the, the second that I found him, I was like, <laughs> what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I'm absolutely recruiting you. And he became my first overlord of my first fortress. I was really? like, You're not going anywhere. Like, Wait,
1: so I should have met him by now. You could have. Maybe I did. That's the whole thing. That's the beauty of the
0: game, is that yeah. every game is different.
1: The, the one thing I wanted to say was they they, they fucked up your face. A little bit. And, rock polisher. At Rock Polisher, uh Cabana Boy. And uh and also some of the orcs. Yeah. It's a fine line. Be talking too much. When you're in the middle of it, it's like so, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there I was six months ago.
0: <laughs> Sit down and get comfortable, Ranger. Yeah, I'm like, man, you need to... You need Especially
1: to... if you're already fighting three of them. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, let me tell you about... <laughs> it's like Garrison Keillor.
0: <laughs> it's yes! just like Lake
1: Wobegon days. Like, God, yes! God damn it, let me just play this game.
0: Yes, yes please.
1: Yes. Then it's extra sweet to kill him. But if they get you, extra shitty. Yes. It's a fine line. No, it's Let's a very, it it's a very easily definable yeah. line. Here's the line. Right. Be on this side of it. This 15 it. seconds. Yes. And there's no way to skip them because I know. Speaking of which, when you do those things where you're like, "It's the ruby that I found in the yeah. elfish forest." Do you know everyone's skipping those?
0: Oh man, I did.
1: <laughs> I was like, I didn't care about the lords. Like,
0: oh, oh. what a wonderful lie of this has been found. I wonder if I. And back into the game. I was like, I don't give a shit.
1: It's like playing the
0: Numenorian. Oh, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Do you see any Numenorians around here? No? Okay. Then this is just shit. I don't care. I could find this in a souvenir shop. I don't care.
1: What must be really frustrating because you have to do voiceover, but it's just a 3D. Picture that you can rotate, rotate. like a uh, arrow.
0: The Shelob ones were cool though. Like I, I still am missing two Shelob memories, and the reason why I want to get them is there's a really, really cool scene that we shot. That to me is is one of the for for lore fans and everything else. It was it's a really, really cool scene, but you only can watch it if you and get all, all the Sheila missions. Yeah. Uh, like, you get these weird flashbacks, and then... This is...
1: Uh, that reminds me of Assassin's Creed, where you have to get all the apples, or it won't play the movie. Right. But then you just go on YouTube and watch it.
0: I have a bittersweet relationship with, with Assassin's Creed. What's that? It's kind of like that girl... you yourself
1: trying to climb your house?
0: Well, no, because I'm <laughs> badass. You know, like, in your 20s, you know, before we were... When we were different men, and you there was that girl that you would call, and you're like... Uh, I shouldn't call, but you know that if you call her, then it's... You're like if, if you're lonely and she's lonely, then you know. It's a completely codependent relationship. But you know at least you can get some sort of satisfaction. Yeah. that mo- Assassin's that's, that's Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed for you? Because it's like, I don't want to play this, man. Ugh, but I'm going to play it. I know I'm going to play it. And I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. And I do. And it's like, Assassin's ah.
1: Creed is your side piece?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my booty call. Um <laughs> You text Assassin's Creed. Syndicate was really you good, though. Syndicate was... Because it, it, it felt Syndicate different.
1: Syndicate was the... It was Sherlock the, Holmes one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that one. It
0: was the one in London. My buddy did the soundtrack for it. So no, it was really no, good. no, big good stuff. No big stuff. And I love those games. Do
1: you? And I love the Sherlock Holmes movies.
0: Which ones? Like the, the Basil Rathbone
1: ones or the <laughs> the, jo- the I almost <laughs> called him Johnny Depp. You know what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Jr. The Johnny I like Depp. Them. I like the, <laughs> the, the, the Depp second one. The second one kind of jumped the, the jumped the balloon for me. But the first. So anyway, what I'm saying is I should have loved that game. One of the things that's frustrating is they perfect the mechanics of a game, and then they make a sequel. And they don't just like... It seems like they're not doing a select-all, copy-paste to the next game no. they're like let's redo it Yeah, what are you for the discipline Yeah, I just, just copy pasted. it it was perfect there's fuck ups in Shadow of War that weren't in Shadow of Mordor like what I, I wouldn't disagree with you but there's I'd little moments I, I never saw shit like this like an orc is putting a chain around Talion's neck mm-hmm. and for some reason Talion's three feet to the left oh no way yeah shit like that like basic PS shit
0: where were you playing and, you...
1: and you know what it is is <laughs> whenever a video game is bad is I'm like oh they had a hit they had a deadline and they they didn't they didn't have enough time to test it to make sure shit like that wasn't in there. Where the first one, nobody was waiting for the first one. Maybe no, they were but we didn't know. We it's had like a in this Why the Matrix video game
0: sucked? Oh, it didn't though. It didn't. Please enter the Matrix. <laughs> Path of Neo. <laughs> Come on, you want to get down?
1: Are we talking about the same game? Into the Matrix is one of, the Matrix. No! Watch this, dude. Watch this. Wait, is there a different Matrix game? Because there was one that I played that was, like, unplayable. Into the Matrix was awesome. It had awesome. Uh, Will and, Smith's wife in it. Jada Pinkett Smith. JP, yeah. Ha- yeah, so yeah. you play as Jada Pinkett Smith, or you play as Ghost. Yes, the age guy. It had, oh my, dude, the character. You run up and down the same things as the movie, like the the t- the peaked roofs of the roof. Anyway, that's all I remember. It did this wonderful thing where it was like, it did this
0: meanwhile. So it would, you would. Like you were the one. It was one. Rogue
1: One for video games.
0: Yes! Because yeah. it, it was all the backfill that made the moments in the movie that you knew yeah. successful. Like, No, it could have been great, but. You they're... had to steal the car so that you could drive up and catch Morpheus as he's, as he's going in the movie, as he's doing the semi truck. Yeah, great four idea. Five.
1: Glitchy oh, as fuck. Man. More
0: bugs in that game than the end. It had a moment with. <laughs> that's good. Go. It had a great moment with Roy Jones Jr. that they cut from the movie where you fight as Ghost and. You, you get to fight Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> and it's awesome. And it's like, now you know me. And he says in the, he didn't say this in the movie. He says this in the game. He's like, all you know about me is I was about to whoop your ass. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, it's so man. good.
0: The thing that I love about The Matrix is that the only way you know the whole story is if you watch the Animatrix, yeah. watch the movies, and play the game. And then you're like, this is the most compelling universe. Like, what they created, it, it is a fascinating philosophical conversation you're like maybe we're on the wrong side of history right maybe they are evolution and we we're horrible people right um, well the, it's
1: funny when I was saying we're a virus like we yeah. live off of like m- machines have potential to live off less death maybe yeah we huh. we picked the fight
0: we picked the fight in, in the matrix universe we picked the fight and With we them? yes because I don't remember why they want what happened is they There was a robot that felt its life was threatened, and so it protected itself. Uh, And so they actually tried it as a person. They sentenced it to death, uh and then all
1: death by unplugging. Unplugging,
0: and all (laughs) of the machines started revolting, and they became subjugated. It it became another civil rights movement. Uh If they found out that you were a robot, then they could
1: just beat you to death. Blade Runner, completely.
0: Yeah. So it became that story, which, by the
1: way, in Blade Runner, they never explain why. No, like in that new Blade Runner movie, I haven't seen it. And there, it's no spoilers here because that movie scared. is just like going inside of an amazing screensaver. Like it's just like visually <laughs> fun. Daddy Gosling is being really cool. Daddy Gosling, Daddy Gosling, you care a lot about Harrison Ford. It's super fun, but Got like you. it's so I liked it. But they could have used a scene like I, you know, in. Uh, fucking arkham what's the one where you can fly around gotham knight arkham knight yeah the, the best batman game in my opinion uh thank <laughs> you i'm good you're in it
0: how's arkham knight you were yeah
1: you're i don't want to yeah. spoil it
0: yeah yeah yeah. Ah! yeah dude you don't know that i don't know brother look
1: man you're everything
0: are you an xbox dude or you are you a playstation no, i'm an dude? xbox man that's why you haven't played the
1: last of us i know and i haven't played heavy rain Like that's okay. Okay, that's okay. I don't know. I, I have three hundred dollars, but I don't. I've never been. I don't see a system. What is it? System seller. I don't see a system seller. The Last of Us. Really? What? What kind of game is that?
0: Um, award-winning.
1: Yeah, but like, what kind? Are you are you kind of with me right
0: here? Going. I mean, come on, dude. It to me. What is it? It sounds like a zombie game. It
1: is not a zombie game. I don't like zombie games. I don't need hordes of anything coming at me unless it's orcs, but then I can flee. It is Aristotle's in what do you got, buddy? I mean, how do you define it?
0: It is the story. It it's one of the it's
1: Give me the genre. What year is it?
0: Survival horror.
1: Uh-huh. Um but just the right amount of scary? Yeah. Not too Cuz what was that game? There was a game it's, where like it's it, all dark and you're in a suit and you just have a flashlight shining around. Dead Space? Dead Space. Yeah. And I was like, "No. I this don't is
0: need or nightmares. or what am I thinking of? Um uh the the name uh the flashlight was a <sighs> Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, this is like if Cormac McCarthy made a video game. If, really? If the Coen brothers made a video game. It's, Shut the fuck. Dude, really? it, it won... Aristotle? WGA. He did a double It won thumbs. BAFTAs. It won... It's, really? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the, one of the things that I'm the most proud of just because it's... You're art. in it? Well, yeah, I'm Joel. You're in
1: everything. You are, there's going to be a movie about you, and then, like, it's dead, only no, if no. I'm dead, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you no, know, or in prison. <laughs> the low point is, like, when all these other voiceover people realize, like, there's this one guy, Troy Baker, who's monopolized the whole industry.
0: Yeah, I have to, it's it's weird, because I don't know how I, people are like, what are your, secret, your keys to success? I'm like, I don't know, but I know my door's to failure. Like, I know what I've done that has almost prevented me from having any work.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you mean?
0: Attitude, man. Like Dude? Yeah, for sure. And and just not attitude that's born out of a, a lack of awareness of, of thinking that you're doing the right thing, but then understanding that you're not.
1: what, did, what do you mean? <laughs> tell tell the people. People um, need to people need to learn.
0: I think that <laughs>
1: And I mean mate.
0: Just humility. Per, perfect example is we were doing Infamous Second Son and I had come off of uh The Last of Us, and I had come off of Bioshock and, and the, i I was I was hitting it a good stride. And I thought that I had all the great ideas. And so I would be on set and talking to our director. Oh, you
1: got cocky? Yeah. Fun! Yeah. Fun!
0: And, and, but the hard behind it was Fun like... story. Let me fix your problems. But what you I did You were Troy
1: Baker, the guy. Yeah. You started to believe your own hype. Yeah. Because it is a very big world, but it's also a small world. And you're a big star in that world. You know what I mean? Yeah, in
0: that world. And then you start going... If I go anywhere else in the world nobody cares who I am. Right. And I, I hit like, there were just multiple conversations that I had with people that are like, this is not, you're not helpful. And, and the heart behind it. People had to say to you, you're not mm, helpful. Yeah. There was like a studio head, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Fleming, who was the, the head of, uh, Sucker Punch studio sat me down and was like, you are a wonderful creative force. Um, like your ideas uh are great. I'm like, that's awesome. He was like, but at the point where you're trying to, you're too far down the river to impact change. And what you do is you're not, you're not recognizing. By the time it gets
1: to you, yeah. it's done.
0: Like, uh,
1: Yes. Right. And it's. This is a, that's a good lesson for actors too. A lot of times. Every like, actor. What if I, what if, but what if it's this? And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand, especially in a video game. There's
0: blood on those pages. Right.
1: That and also what, what's happening in this impacts what happens two episodes yes. from here. Like, yes. You kind of have to do it.
0: You need to trust that the people
1: that are higher up on the river have a global, more global view than you do. Right. and In crashing, I have to say, you have to say money. Like, you, I don't care if you riff, but make sure you say money because mm-hmm. this episode is about people learning about money. You know what I mean? That's a basic example.
0: So the, Yeah, because I would say that nine times out of ten, if I felt like something needed to change, almost ten out of ten, it's because I didn't understand something.
1: I love that. Good admission.
0: High Hi, dude. five. There it is. Now... It's, It's just being able to go, hey, what do I not understand about this character? What do I not understand about your story that you're trying to tell? Help me because I feel like I want to do this. And you're like, well, this this episode's about money, and you need to say, oh, because I feel it's about family. No, 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 we're going to get there, but that's two episodes down when his parents come back into town, and they meet that they found that they're not engaged anymore. Right, 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 right. Are married anymore. Right. She ran off with the – he is hilarious, by the way. Who? In in your show. Oh,
1: Leaf. Oh, Ah. my God, George Basil. I forgot what you were talking about me.
0: With the L – the Laverne L yeah I mean it's his real
1: tattoo you have gotta be kidding me no he had that tattoo he reminds we thought he put it on for the audition we're like that's pretty hilarious
0: so you didn't know him going in no
1: I knew him a little bit I met George at a party and I was like it was like five years ago and I was like I don't understand why you're not famous
0: did you create that character for him I'm interviewing you but did you create that here's the thing I'm a fan of your show. I appreciate that. And I that. Like, texted you like, watching this. I was like, dude, you're like getting into some shit, man. Like
1: This feels so Oh, I appreciate real. that. Thank you kindly. Yeah, man. It almost never works. Talk about show business lessons. I'll tell you the number one lesson I've learned okay. is keep your mouth shut. And it's in the, my favorite movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where he goes, one of my movies. Uh, he goes, never open your preach. mouth until you know what the shot is. Yes. And I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I've made that mistake so many times. So I didn't make it with George. And the people that I've made it with, I've reconciled and I had to apologize. But it was always like, it would be like this, like we're writing a part (laughs) and it's for like a 30 something video game voiceover artist Mm -hmm. who wears a hat and has a beard. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and, and maybe P, it would be helpful if he knows him. So it's good for riffing or something. Sure. So I mm-hmm. write it. The guy's name is Bloy Raker. <laughs> and then I, like, I tell you that's the mistake. Mm-hmm. So we're writing the script. You gotta keep your, like somebody like me, I just realized I'm an achiever and it's very important for people to like me. That's something that mm-hmm. I work on. That's not something I'm surrendering to, by the way, something I'm working on. But A trigger for me is making people like me and feeling happy and feeling secure. And one of the things you can obviously make you like me, Mm. and I'm working on this, is by telling you, Troy, I think there's a part for you here. Mm -hmm. Then scene gets cut. Yeah. Character is now... Uh, A small Korean woman. You know what I mean. And now I have to apologize to you to something I never should have mentioned in the first place. That is the. It's what Pacino says. It's what Richard Roman says. It's the first rule of business. You'd know if you spend a day in your life. You never open your mouth unless you know what the shot is. Are you excited? <laughs> Are you excited about my Pacino? That is a, fit. <laughs> a fantastic
0: Pacino. Like my buddy Nolan North, I thought did it because he does the thing. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: oh, he gets uh, and the constantly chewing on nothing in his yes, mouth. Yes,
1: chewing on nothing.
0: Um, brother, this right
1: here. What does it say? Oh, know Elvish. thyself. In Elvish?
0: No, it's Greek.
1: Wow, that's There's a real thing. One
0: hundred and forty-seven Delphic maxims, like in the Temple of Delphi, there were they're like they're Ten Commandments, and the first one is "Gnoete Salton, which means "Know Thyself," mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that is because uh, I struggle with the same thing. Dude, I struggled with this last night, bro. What? Just the feeling of
1: wanting to tell the someone?
0: panic feeling of of what can I do to to make you like me? Yeah. Um,
1: By the way, how old are you? Forty-one. See, this is when we should be dealing with this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What
1: I've been learning, can I just interject? Please. Where we overreact, you and I both wanting people to like us, that's where our work lies. It's really nice. Yeah. These are clues. We shouldn't be upset. No. We should go, that's where my work lies. And my work lies in wanting people to like me, and I'm working on it. So keep
0: going. But I, I would commend you for, you you used an interesting word, surrender. And that's, I'm, I'm struggling, and have been for like 10 years on the true definite, what does that really mean to surrender? Because people go well, like if someone pointed a gun at you, you throw your hands up. It's like right, but that's not me surrendering to it, right? Or it, it's the, it's the Ayn Rand. Is there anything you know such as true altruism? Like if I surrender, but I know the reason why I'm surrendering is so that I get For something. My life, I'm
1: saving my life,
0: right? So I'm getting something from it. That's not true right. surrender. So it's it's truly understanding what that means to go. I'm I'm really giving over to this, and it's it's the it's the leap from the lion's head. It's it's uh, Indiana Jones' last crusade when he's standing. You know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, he's sure. standing there and he has his foot, and he's like, "There's no bridge here," and it's a leap from the lion's head. Faith will will show you the way or whatever. And he puts his foot down. It's that move. We all know if you've watched it, you know, that there's no way Indiana Jones is going to step off into nothing, but he doesn't. Like, his character where he's at in the moment, he's like, I have to save my father. I've come this far. This is what I have to do. Right. It's, It's a profound moment.
1: Then he throws the sand. But to to make yeah, sure that yeah, he yeah.
0: never like remembered the that same sounds like a is. sermon. It's
1: like then you he take, throws the same. I want to be a black preacher and be like, you take the first <laughs> step on faith, <laughs> but then you gotta <laughs> oh, throw the same. But then you gotta always
0: show the way.
1: <laughs> All I want to do is go to black church. Can I? I yes. Think I can. Yes. Because that sounds like a good sermon point. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? There's something a little bit realer about black sermons. It's just I remember unfettered. A, a thing where he, a hearing, I, I would listen to it on the radio, and he'd be like, "You're supposed to love." I'm not going to do the voice. You're supposed to love your wife. Like, Christ loved the church. Is this T.D.
0: Jakes? I don't
1: remember. It was, okay. just on the, it was on the radio. This is so long ago, and right. I remember. I might do a little bit of the voice. <laughs> right. did it's better. It's better. Yeah, 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 it's better. He was just like, he, he, Christ loved the church so much he died for it. And if he ain't loving you like that. Like, he was making this point that, like, he was kind of in defense of, like, leaving your husband or, like, putting some distance between you and your husband. Because Christ loves the church in the way that a man is supposed to love his wife. Right. He was like, but Christ died for his church. And if your man ain't willing to do that, and everyone like just kind of like cheered, was oh, such man. a beautiful like outside of the lines. And that's what I mean by black black preachers would often go to these places
0: they're not, uh, they're that they're like, less stiff safe.
1: white churches wouldn't do. They'd just be like, and uh, that's why you love your wife. <laughs> and he's like, and baby, if he ain't doing that, mm, mm. and everyone's like, <sighs> it's like so much more fun. So yeah. this reminds me of that. Uh, throw some sand, I mean. Throw some sand. You take the first step on faith, sure. But then you better get yourself a handful of sand. You got to throw that sand. You better dig down. Get a, get a good handful. <laughs> mm-hmm. What am I going to do with that handful? Come on. Handful? What, right. Am I going to throw, throw a little mm-hmm. bit out? I'm going to throw a little bit <laughs> out. Is this offensive? We're not sure, but we love it. No. It's I, a celebration. It's a celebration of a culture yes. that I feel we could learn something from. We could learn a lot Absolutely. from. Absolutely. <laughs> I used to sit in church because we'd go to church I'm in Mattapan, and then the next week I'd be in Lexington, and I'm like... Same message, but... Different presentation. It's like, a different rapper. If if faith, ha- and to me it does, is about a feeling, not a fact. Like, we've we've lost the narrative in a, in a sense. We're trying to feel something. We're trying to experience yeah. something. Then I would still go to a black church, and I bet I would experience something. Well, that's As also- opposed to just like, ding, ding, ding. Jesus said this, then he said that. Hold it, memorize it, then you're in. (laughs) We,
0: you and I both grew up in a time where it was, okay, this is no longer working. The cognitive uh, relationship that you're supposed to have with any kind of faith system. Cognitive, perfect. Is, is that's, we can't do that anymore. We don't want the Schofield thing and so in the seventies, because I don't want a
1: printout of God, but that's that was it was <laughs> reactive
0: to culture because everybody else was like, I'm feeling something different. The sixties started making us no 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 I I'm I'm feeling this visceral thing against government and establishment, and then we're like, oh we gotta we gotta pivot. And so in the seventies with the Jesus movement that was more about feeling and, and having this charismatic movement which is what led us into the 80s and that's like right. that dominated the 80s and 90s where it's like why don't we have people with tambourines and streamers and dancing out on the aisles because that's the kind of thing that we we've always want to become attractive we always want to be this carnival right. thing like look at what we're doing over here this is a lot of fun as opposed right. to going oh, we, have, we have truth and, right. and, and solace and, and peace and comfort and maybe some guidance right. for you. Right. We've never felt like that's enough, and I think that's why, for the most part, people find it very didactic because they look at any kind of faith system and go, bullshit, you, you don't really believe this. Right? But show me something that someone is so confident in what they believe, they go, dude, it's, it's, I got this, and I, I don't, I'm, it's helping me. I got to a point where I was like, I hope God isn't this small. Because if God is this small, we're all pretty boned. Like I, I need, I need God to be much bigger. Yeah. But
1: most. I kind of lost what you were saying. What do you mean? That it was about feeling. And then we got into the more.
0: But now it's, I think where it's at right now is, is that actually was to our detriment because like you said, I'm not, but I'm not feeling
1: that. Right. I I think the black church, there's lots of different types of black churches, by the way, but what we're talking about, the gospel church. Right. Uh, is still in touch with the idea that you're supposed to get chills up your spine, which is what the Hindus would call your Kundalini rising. Yes. This soul experience that you can, can go and get somewhat reliably. I think there's something to the fact that you like there
0: is there, they, um, the way that a basilica church is laid out is in the shape of a cross, Mm -hmm. but there's something interesting to where from a, uh, sonic standpoint, It's called a standing wave. So, like, if you whisper, that whisper carries to the far end of the church. It hits that back wall, and it bounces back, Mm -hmm. and it creates this loop. Frequencies are cycles. So a a lower cycle, 40 hertz, is super low, Um, whereas a shorter cycle is fast. That's a higher note, okay? Mm -hmm. So where a basilica church hits hits at such a frequency that they call it the God note. It's a frequency that is inaudible that hits you and makes you feel reverent. Hmm. That's so. someone could say, well, that's why you feel that when you walk into a church. And I go, but why? Why does that frequency evoke that emotion within me? What is that to me? Why is the sound? You know, this this shh, you know, moms always do this to their babies. They shh, 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 shh yeah. and they get you quiet. That's the same sound as static on a TV, which is remnants of the Big Bang. That is static is, is my uh, background radiation. Right? That that's yeah. the sound. Why is the shush sound? Is that sound? What static? Is yes. Wow. That's 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 the universe going. This is what happened. It speaks to us and why is that comforting to us i'm gonna go to sleep i'll go to sleep right now
1: <laughs> Me too. i sleep with white noise i love it <laughs> me
0: too so why is that comforting so i look at that and go that's super fun why is love necessary for our evolution yeah. There, there's certain things that i think we can ask questions that have nothing to do with a chills up and down your spine that hit you in a more real a, a, a visceral place and hit your mind as well as your heart and go there's truth And that's all that I care about. Rob Bell, wherever you find truth, claim... You know Rob. (laughs) She talks about wherever you find truth, claim it. And I'm like, that was so liberating for me. Yeah. I can read the Tao and go, ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Love it. But you know, people... Tangent. No, I love that tangent. Are you kidding? I'm a tangerine tree over here. (laughs) Come and pick one. You made it tangential. (laughs) No, but you know, there's... It reminded me of uh, Kumail. Actually, we were talking about. Oh, hey,
0: thanks. Heck,
1: was the idea of like they find that like a lot of people that go into haunted places, yeah. uh, that there's certain like there's cold spots that like occur, and and there's like um, there's things going on that we can measure. That we interpret as
0: There's content. an air here. I'm feeling something right here. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what I'm I mean. something right here. And
1: science comes in and goes, like, what you're feeling is actually, like, this kind of magnetic thing or mm-hmm. this sort of that thing. And I, I kind of enjoy that sort of stuff, even though I'm open to supernatural phenomena. But uh, you're also saying when you go in the church, that hits me and it, and it feels reverent. And, and it's, it's just a more basic, like, why does that work? Yeah, I think that there's like who cares if you can explain it it's still working. That's fine. We can also explain, you know, we know know that lightning is not, you well, know This is Terrence McKenna. He goes uh sorry, I'm just no. straight interrupting you, but he goes like uh, saying that we understand DNA and all that stuff in the, in the inward life of uh, the building blocks of humanity is is uh, saying that we understand humanity is like saying you understand Los Angeles because you have the phone book, right. which I think is really funny. Because he's like, what, it, what does DNA code tell us about a Hitler or a Jesus or, mm. or a, a broken heart? It's right. a really interesting. Uh, I idea. think that... And this goes back to feeling, because he was all like, feel it for yourself.
0: Yes, I think that there's... Absolutely something that that says, okay, now I can explain it, therefore I understand it. Right. And that's not true. Right. Um, I also think that everything we know, every fact that's, that that's we have—
1: guard, by the way. It's like if you name something, you're confining it. Right. It's also a God defined as a God confined, which is one of my favorite quotes. But it's like once you name something, that's the brain's attempt at uh, kind of categorizing it in a way that you don't have to consider it anymore. Yes. Which is what I see when I see people going around a garden— and they're seeing flowers, and they go, this one's big, and this one's small. They're just putting it, they're collecting it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, what, I say this all the time on the podcast, but uh, Buddha held up a flower, and that was one of his most famous sermons. Because if you really stop thinking about it and and kind of merge with it, th- like, the, you can kind of get a glimpse at what he's talking about. Does that make sense? No, tell me the Buddha story. I, I understand what you're saying. He's just holding up a flower, meaning, instead of thinking about it, and categorizing it mm. yellow flower, red flower, big flower, small flower. I've seen it before, I haven't seen it before, new flower, old flower, whatever. You're just quieting your mind and going, why? Why flower? Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of going around ticking boxes and going flower because other flowers and seeds. And you go, I have a why. You know, like there's there's a great trip to get into, which is how low can you go with your whys? Wow. Does that make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense. So what were you saying? I don't remember anymore. No, the, <laughs> I, I I think you and I are, are are very much on the same page, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why it's it's been kind of like this pursuit of like, dude, uh, and to have this conversation because there's, I feel like everybody wants to have the same conversation. Everyone's just going about it in different ways. I agree. And
1: although there are those people that don't don't have a deep bone,
0: everybody. And this is boy, here we go. Everybody that. Uh, Everybody that's angry is hurt.
1: Hmm.
0: Everybody that...
1: That's funny. I was just hearing that. Like, anger is, is the mask of sadness.
0: Absolutely it is. Yeah. And I think that everyone who has so much hate, there's so much hurt. And totally, the last year, I, I went through like this just oh, incredible revolution of, of relationship and understanding of myself and, um, and the people that I have in my life. And understanding that I didn't it, – it's not my job. It's not my place to try to fix people and to if, – if I see someone stepping out of lines or whatever or doing something that I'm in disagreement with, like you said with Bill Burr, you can disagree with it but support it and not feel like you have to go, hey, Bill, I've got some notes on your, on your set. Right. Um, that's not my place. Even as a friend, my place is to not criticize. My place is to support Mm. And even if that means I disagree with that person, but we frustrate ourselves so much so much because we try to because we're trying to fix ourselves and we can't do it with us. But I can do it with you because I have less attachment and I can just criticize and just tell you what you need to do as opposed to me actually doing the work on myself. But when you actually turn that focus inward and you actually start working on yourself, you realize you don't have any space for anybody else I'm like I am so consumed with fixing me and not in a self-absorbed way but just a self-focused way right. you don't
1: have the gigs to download another game that's true <laughs> I, need to, get, to I need to get you're gonna have to I need to get an external hard drive <laughs> oh yes What's well, it's Lord. a Romdance idea is the only thing I can do for you is work on myself and that's yeah. I, it's Gandhi too be the change you want to see in the world Yeah. but that is a profound idea the change <laughs> questionable the, the trouble Ki- with a poo. I'm, I'm doing Ben Kingsley as what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, and by the way, I'm not teasing the trouble with a poo. Valid points, valid points. Anyway, um, what were we saying?
0: I don't remember. This heart. is just like, this is, this is my jam, dude. Like, this is a conversation I love to have. And I, I fear, or I was just saying that most, whenever you see someone who has hate, they have hurt. Whenever you see someone who has anger, they have hurt. So if you can find a place in your heart to navigate yeah. to who hurt you, where we joke about that. But it's really true. It's like understanding that. Who
1: hurt you is a, is actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's become a joke. But it's but who truth. hurt you it's is like, often you? the right. When some sometimes when people heckle me, I go, "What happened today?" <laughs> yeah, okay. And I, I know <laughs> that me, sounds stupid, but like it it's worked. People just go like, "I lost my job." Like <laughs> yeah. it's like it often is something
0: like that. I the, I'll never forget. I was at a restaurant, like a Chili's or something and there was a server who was just being horrible she was just being and i was with somebody who they're like well there goes their tip and i can't believe it excuse me miss and they were just that person and i i couldn't stand anymore and i i stopped and was like hey are you okay and she broke down and she was like no and it's like her grandfather just died that day she wasn't supposed to be able to go to work she had to come to work because she you know had bills to pay whatever i'm like. It's all, it's a, we're good. Right. We're just, just, just right. let you know, you've got other tables Rob the table and I were
1: just talking about this actually. It's such, human beings are so transparent. Have you ever noticed that if you need to get into a lane, like you're trying to make some goofy right into traffic, <laughs> right. And someone lets you in, mm-hmm. you're so much more likely let somebody to let in. someone else in. Yeah. We have this window, though, of experience Mm. where if you've experienced grace, love, or compassion, you will show it to other people. I want to give the world everything. I don't really want to give it myself. (laughs) Exactly. it's It's like a candle, and it's a small candle, and it burns down, and then immediately we forget. And, like, the next day, maybe the next time you get in your car, you stop letting people in. But it's so – that's why words are spells and behavior is spell. You know what I mean? Like, if I say, Troy, you look nice in a black V-neck T-shirt – That's great. I've just kind of given you a little bit of something. Maybe you'll go, this has all been said before, but it bears repeating. You know, like there's a way to get the the fortress converted to the light. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) But then we forget. And next time we go in the third game, it's all fucking orcs again.
0: Nothing will be forgotten.
1: Are they working on a third one?
0: No, I don't know what they're going to work on. We're doing DLC right now, and the first DLC is going to be uh, with Laura Bailey's character, Blade, Eltario, the Blade of Galadriel. And it's really, really cool because she takes center stage. Um, So it's this... They created. They created I don't, a not care for it. I don't really
1: like female that was dripping something characters. That they said about Tomb Raider. I talked about this with, yeah. me, maybe with you already. That she was always fucking shivering. I'm like, where's the jacket upgrade? Can we get this woman some hand warmers? <laughs> for me, it was this. She was like,
0: I'm so lost. I'm so afraid. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And the cinematic cut to gameplay, jumping through the air yes. and shooting bows and everything, shooting was
1: like, two arrows at once.
0: You're I'm really like... capable. Why does yes. the Why does the cinematic version of yourself need to remind me of how? you know... Uh,
1: and then as soon as she's sh- saving, she's like... <laughs> uh, I would sit Tomb Raider by, 2, the shivering. <laughs> I would sit by the fire and just wait for her to stop. Stop shivering. She never did. <laughs> Warm up. Girl, you got to catch pneumonia. And at that video game thing that we did uh, told me that male gamers couldn't relate to Laura unless they were protecting or saving her. Uh, that's and I was like... A, that's a, oh that's way a, to r- perpetuate that. <laughs> That's a yeah. failure. Here's an opportunity they to are change failing. Culture. Yeah. Yes. They are failing. Don't lean into the fail. Yeah. Did Moana sniffle? <laughs> that seemed to do okay. <laughs> she did all right. And it was a woman that told me that. And I was like, mm. don't... What are do you... Come on.
0: Yeah, man. I... I get it; they're trying to make money, but at a certain point, it's just like. Here's what I want: I, I don't want like. There's this great shift right now that's happening to where it's like strong female characters. We need strong female characters, like, or we just need strong characters, and it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Yeah, there you go. Just write a strong character and and let the narrative decide. Or, uh, I still love what Mass Effect did, where it's just like, what do you want to do? You want to be, you know, male ship, femme ship, and overwhelmingly, it, it finally gave. Uh, I hate the term girl gamers because there's just gamers, but it gave the female audience that are gamers an opportunity to have more agency. When I saw Wonder Woman, which I had problems with the story, uh, because I, I feel hated the story. It just didn't trust itself enough. That, that's,
1: I thought it was dumb. It, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it too. And but what I'm also it, losing my patience with all of them. It's not just Wonder Woman. Sure. Because it's, it's the same story. She's going to learn something. Yes, and then later she's going to use but it. But here's here's where and I it might be I've putting never, her wrists together. <laughs> Why wasn't that. she doing that the whole movie? She I, wasn't ready. She was She didn't know. She didn't believe in herself. Here's what I don't she like. She was shivering, Laura. And Chris, at the end, <laughs> she was kill a bear, Laura. Chris
0: Pine or is it Laura. Laura. Chris face. Pine for me was a hood ornament. Yeah. She's been on this island, she's never experienced love, all of a sudden...
1: And by the way, that island is the worst origin story since Superman. I mean, it's just bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're just invisible in the middle of the ocean, and this guy comes through...
1: It sounds like a a penthouse forum letter. (laughs) All they do is train and roll about. And there's Uh, Nary a man!
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's just women. Women yeah. on women. Yeah. I, yeah. A man wrote that, it felt like. Yeah, But that's no, no, no. what I'm saying.
1: A man in the 50s wrote it. <laughs> Sweetheart, I got an idea. But you, it's an island filled with dames. Here, here you have this strong... Which is fine, I guess.
0: I don't want to upset anybody. You have this strong character, and then all of a sudden, Chris Pine gets the hero moment. Yeah. Because he... I don't even remember. He flies off in the plane. He's like, there you go, baby. I saved the day. And when he dies is when she has her... I know, you know and she cries and yeah. then she becomes so angry it, like pushes over 9,000 and I'm like okay <laughs> we don't need to do that I just felt like they created such a great character and the director I, I felt and this may be not the right thing but I felt like the studio going look we know you're doing a great job as a director but if you can just have love right. story we we were really it felt like yeah. they were trying to mansplain to her how to do the movie yeah. and I, I, I don't know I could be completely wrong but it felt like to me just no, leave that, her alone that
1: seems like a note
0: in line with Tomb Raider, where it's like, could there be some shivering? We need males because males would be the one to buy the ticket. And what we found right, out, right, no, right. women have been waiting for a movie. Right. I walked out, I was like, holy shit, I get
1: it. Right. Like, that sucks. The audience looked like an island of women. It did. <laughs> but
0: but how, how, like, we always try to drag our wives or our girlfriends or whatever to these movies, and they're like, I don't. it's not that I don't
1: want to see a movie where someone kicks some ass. I just can't relate to the dude. You know what's funny is... Val, Val, who's very helpful, (laughs) it's not why I love her, but one of the things she's very helpful with is helping me see my privilege. (laughs) One of the things is, I'm like, so many movies that I love are about a white man. Right. And I'm like, it, it, it's almost pornographic. It's like you want to when you watch porn. You, uh, Jake Johansson has a great joke where he's like, "I don't want to watch girl and girl porn because who am I supposed to pretend to be?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a great joke. That's and then when joke. I watch the like, I've we've both been coasting in a world where Matt Damon and Tom Hanks and all these guys are here to go like easily transfer yourself right. to me. Right. I am your proxy. I, I am, your am you. I'm your avatar. And then I get to see someone who kind of, let's get real, doesn't really, but kind of looks like me in my mind's eye. And I go, ah. And I leave with the feeling that I get from Mordor. You know what I mean? Yeah. A child- even he's a, he's a white guy. I mean, like, we're still soaking in it. Yeah. But at least he, he does. I mean, it does feel like progress that he has uh, his his best buddy is a, is a black man in, in Shadow War.
0: He's a black dude? Celebrimbor? Celebrimbor is white.
1: What do you mean? The who- guy that he keeps running into. Baronor. Baronor.
0: Baronor is a great... Baronor is the first person of color in all of his, Mordor. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Who do you... Who's his best friend?
0: I would think that Caleb Brembor is his, who's like...
1: Who's Caleb the
0: He's the Wraith. He's the, the... ghost. You are the power of the power. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Alistair Duncan. Is that Duncan. you, too? Oh, no, that's, that's Alistair Duncan. He's, he's, he's on Westworld. He plays uh, um, Anthony Hopkins' father.
1: Anthony Hopkins' father?
0: a box of dust are you watching are you watching westworld
1: i watched westworld i don't remember anthony Hopkins.
0: when they w- when floor. they go to the little cabin yes. and there's the family yes alistair duncan is the good name fantastic name fantastic voice welcome Just...
1: to alistair duncan donuts yes perhaps you'd like something from the other realm <laughs> uh, yeah. you can use that one. that's you guys a, don't <laughs> see each other right i mean it's all that's such an obvious question but you can it's definitely not recorded ensemble what do you mean do you record together you do. You told me that with oh, all the full, dots. On yeah, full
0: it. performance capture. So, uh, um,
1: I like that we went to God and then back to video games. Well, yeah. Somebody listening was like, "Oh, thank God!" And I was <laughs> like, "Did you ever play? <laughs> Remember Doctor Mario?" What was your what like? What is your
0: most wistful, nostalgic game besides Resident Evil One?
1: The game that like you know the first Metal Gear for NES was like, really? it was a trip because you could smoke cigarettes. Oh, wow. I, that was, I was so Japanese. You
0: that did that in the show. So, like, th- so is that a thing? Was that a thing for you? It was, like, smoking? Did you, like, try that? Did you, like, really want to, like, be a smoker? And then you're like, ah. I just, like, because there's that, there's that episode. With me and
1: smoking a cigarette? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I guess. I, I remember, like, smoking my first cigarette uh, when I was, like, married in Chicago and it, I, I love Mad Men, as you know. And he's like, uh, cigarettes have a two-pronged approach of uh, adulthood and rebellion. Hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. It's so stupid. It's a very yeah. stupid thing to do. But I felt like a grown-up, and I felt like I was rebelling. Against who? I don't know. My, Yourself. my lymph nodes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like a bad move. Dude, I smoked for 20
0: years. You did? Yeah. And- there
1: are voiceover guys that are like, I can't. I can't stop because I got that grav. Which is such bullshit. It is bullshit. It really is. I can know with him.
0: Well, and then there's other people like Steve Bloom, who has a voice that sounds like he swallowed a lawnmower, mm. and it's just, it's the lowest voice you'll ever hear. And he never smoked. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, it doesn't matter. But there's also, if, I sound a lot different, like, if you listen to Troy Baker, like, when I got to Los Angeles, I was like, total different, and dude. And then he smoked a bunch? Not only that, but I did, like, four Call of Duties, and, you know, I screamed RPG. Yeah, so, I'm like, my voice
1: RPG! is... RPG! Yeah, dude. It is...
0: I did permanent damage to my throat. Dude, I
1: felt like... That was a growth moment for me. That's how what? I knew I was 35, was I was like, I can't do Call of Duty anymore.
0: It was too stressful. Call of Duty is too stressful Like, getting
1: dropped... Like, there was the one that you get dropped into New York. You're, like, in Manhattan...
0: That's that's advanced warfare. That's the one that I did for with Kevin Spacey.
1: There you go. <laughs> advanced warfare, that's right. Woo, boy. Wasn't he a villain? No, he was the good guy. No, he was absolutely the villain. But he seems like the good guy? He seems like it's a twist. Yeah, well yeah. And life imitates art. Yeah.
0: We but, shot for two weeks together on that. Really? And yeah, and it, it's funny because we had this conference table where everybody sat and so like mine was like this corner right here. And then Kevin came in because I was there for like a week before because we shot pretty consistently, and I, I was here. And then Kevin just decided to make, of course, the head of the table his. And so he sat there. And so for two weeks we like, goofed on each other and like swapped music and and because he's a you know his singer and he was doing an album the same time I was doing an album. And so it was just this cool camaraderie. And he's great. He was he was I actually learned a lot from him uh, how to have great set demeanor because uh, he was incredibly respectful. Mm. And it sucks because like i i don't know I don't want to have heroes anymore you know I don't want to have people that I admire anymore because it's like well now i can't I can't like you not only that but i can't I can't watch anything that you do and I don't know what to do with well that, he's in
1: Glengarry Roth. I'm just referenced would you go, go to, to lunch? lunch go to it's, lunch would you go to lunch? it's just i, I what are you going to do it's kind of are you fine, not going to watch like, that? As, as you're saying that i'm like Is it then the terrorists win? Like, if I stop watching my second favorite movie? Well, this
0: is the Roman Polanski thing, is can you separate the artist from the art?
1: Well, we've talked about it. It, it, It's... I... Yeah, tricky to talk about. Tricky to talk about.
0: Yeah, this is... Well, like, do you
1: listen to Miles Davis? Do you listen to Richard Pryor?
0: Do you listen to Jimi Hendrix? Do you listen to
1: Ray Charles? Do you listen to Bing Crosby? A lot of troubled, terrible people also make great art. I believe and that... Was a, for the majority of human history, we haven't really cared. And now there's... No, a, there's... just produced the art that I like. Right. And, and so many people lay
0: their... It's almost like the purpose of the artist to, is to be the sacrificial lamb for the world and, and to lay on the altar right. all of their pain so that... Through that they can
1: atone for us. Well it goes back to Lenny Bruce and yes. and drug use. And yes. I'm I don't I don't I'm not an expert, but I'm sure he was terrible to his wives or whatever right. it was. Like died alone and uh but you know, do you stop watching that stuff? I don't know. I I s I I haven't watched it, but I, I don't know if I would not watch Glengarry Glenn Ross. Because uh, a great actor is, a, is a, and a monster and did terrible. But things. that also does that mean that Mamet isn't good? I mean, it, it's it's. Right.
0: How, where do you start drawing the well, line? You said Garrison
1: Keeler earlier, and I was like, I know. I was so like, like, I funny, can't make yeah. that joke
0: anymore. I, I can't make that joke anymore.
1: I know what well, you know. This is these are the growing pains. Change is very uncomfortable, and it, it's like it's like getting out of a pool on a very cold day. It's just yes. like You just have to go. Like oh, I'm very. This sucks. But and, I, like we have to figure out what is right to do. I
0: feel like the pendulum is swinging, and what I want it to do is to find a, a, a center.
1: Well, the middle way. Everybody wants a middle way.
0: Which doesn't mean that we become lukewarm. It just means that somehow we go from there's nothing
1: to... But you, you know what somebody really helped me with? What? Is it's like, you go like, can't... I remember I was talking to somebody about like, well, Jesus sat with thieves and, and prostitutes and stuff. And that was that was part of his whole jam, and then and I so I was like, shouldn't we still have love for somebody like Louis, right? And then somebody was like, yeah, that that we can get to that later. For now, hmm. sit with us. Wow, that's, that's what a friend of mine said. I think we I'd love to find a way to put that on crashing because it's like, yes, there's lots of people to sit with. There's lots of marginalized, victimized people, but for now, can you please yeah. like no one's been sitting with us, right? You know, so sit with us. Yeah. We'll get to your straight white men later. Right. <laughs> or your gay white men. It doesn't matter. You will get to your powerful. These are, these are, this is what I'm saying. It's like, it's weird. And I've never in my life felt so unqualified to like tackle subjects.
0: I think that that. But that's, that's how we should feel. My, my responsibility in my place is to just right now is just to love. Right. right. Uh, I, I can, uh, I can sit with them now and understand later. I don't all I need to sit do sit with me
1: now and understand you <laughs> understand <me> later. <laughs> later
0: understand yeah I think that's all I can do right now is just go I don't have any answers but what do you, do you need a hug what do you need right, I just right, I'm here right, to understand right, that there's right. I'm just here to love you
1: but you know I when it comes to the scorching the earth let's see let's see what happens I mean I certainly don't watch the Cosby show anymore so it almost seems like that that's become a thing where you're like well that's ruined You know what I mean? And it is. And so is Ghost Dad. (laughs) Don't make me walk through this door. (laughs) Ghost Dad. When previews were previews. Bill Cosby is a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Zip a dip. I'm dead. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Now it's just his career.
1: Reggie Watts has this great And his left eye. Oh, it's true. Got the, the left eye dies <laughs> first. That's that's what they say. Clinically proven.
0: Reggie Watts has his great joke.
1: What about previews, where now all previews are? Um, this is Reggie Watts' bit. It's so funny. They all go like... Grr! As soon as I saw him do it, I was like, <laughs> I want that bit. That's true. I want that bit. <laughs> that's good. And he does it so much better, obviously. He does, like, the music, and he's like, it's coming. All the, ah! all the pedals. He didn't even have the pedals. Really? Reggie will go pedal this, man.
0: That's crazy. And the bike still rides. <laughs>
1: so you were raised with the Lord?
0: Well, I mean, not like in his house or anything. <laughs> no. I mean, was he in your heart? <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Um, my father preferred to be called just dad, uh, not, <laughs> not lord. Yeah, so dude, I, I grew up in it. It was like Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Um,
1: me you, too, Wednesday night. Heck yeah, dude. Core groups? What did you call it? It depends. Oh, you just went to church. So there was like, Wednesday
0: night was typically youth group, you know, or whatever. Yeah, me too. That but even when I was growing up, but like, like... But was
1: it the youth group you had to sign up for because you were serious?
0: No, it wasn't like "Why Wham" or or High like. Do you remember "Why Wham"? Do you remember our young life? Young life was school. It's
1: the anti George Michael group. Why Wham? <laughs> really? Do
0: we need this? Why Wham was uh, was Keith Green's thing. No, man. You can run to the end of the highway. Oh man, Keith Green! I'll let you up, brother. Really, dude? That's like Billy Joel and Elton John, like pianist, amazing songwriter,
1: like prophet. You just do it again. We're halfway to transforming into Caitlyn Jenner. Troy, (laughs) come on, Troy! Learn nothing. Learn your lessons. Stop mentioning um, two
0: musicians. Yeah, I, but I, I grew up like, again, talking about the 80s and 90s is like the whole charismatic movement. So it was like, uh, hey, I have questions. Cool. What are you feeling right now? Are you feeling? Is the spirit moving? I was like, I don't know what that means. That's and I really just kind of want some foundation first. Again, middle, um, we need a middle way.
1: We need the feeling and some sort of yeah. theology that
0: we enjoy. Some kind of theology. Some, some kind of like, it's okay to have fact. Yeah. Um, Two, because if you just feel it and you wake up one day and go, I don't feel anything. And I think that's a lot of reason why when we believe that love is a feeling and it's absolutely not. If it is, my God, that's terrible because there's days when I wake up and I don't feel the same way that I do for my wife. Yeah. But the knowledge that I have, the facts that I have. Oh, that's beautiful. So I don't want a love that's a feeling because I I don't want... I don't want it to be predicated upon a well, certain Well, that's why emotion. the
1: ceremony and stuff. Like, we're t- we're transcending just, like... That's what marriage is. People that are, like, you know...
0: I love that you can talk about this now. This is so cool.
1: I know. Well, I've been married twice. So have you.
0: Yeah, but Wikipedia. I mean...
1: Wikipedia. Yeah, but you... You can't hide from me, Troy. How long was your first one? Don't ask me. I'm just kidding. Six years?
0: Uh, 18 months. Okay, so mine was more <laughs> like a dealer in Vegas, just walk away. Ah, um, what
1: happened? Was there a phrase? I went off... The breakup phrase?
0: It was... <laughs> i would, I went off and did a movie, and she went off and, and had an affair uh, and I was like but here 's the thing I, know, I
1: laughed at how you phrased
0: it i walked with i I sat down with my mentor and before I moved out to l a and he was like, Did you know that when you went off to do this movie that she would feel abandoned and i went i mean i mean i didn 't know that, but i mean did she ever discuss that i said yeah she she' it so she confessed that she had that weakness yeah. that 's not yours that 's hers but you knew that if you did this, she would feel this way. Yeah. Yes. Do you know that if she felt this way that she would probably try to seek solace in the company of somebody else? Yes. So you knew tacitly if you went off to do this movie. Yeah, brilliant. And I just broke. And I was like, man, he goes, you need to forgive. Who's
1: your mentor? I think Bo
0: Chansey. Good dude. Bo Chansey. Bo Chansey. You don't want to tell me his name. It's okay. Don't make up a call. Name. His name is uh, Bo Water Bottle.
1: <laughs> no, is, Bo is Chansey. Is Donatello behind me right yes, now?
0: Yes, he is right now. And Raphael. Hashtag Bo joke. Um, get it? You have to look that up. See, in the Teenage Mutant Andy Ninja Cap. Turtles world, Andy Cap.
1: <laughs> Andy Cap was the first Ninja Turtles villain. I don't know if you know that. I did know that. They he had to like his sober, him <laughs> sober him up. to get him. They got ah, him eating Jesus. right. They got him sunlight.
0: He's down here. Again.
1: <laughs> I don't okay, so know a I'm in fight. Because he's, he's how like he's Dudley
0: down. Moore to me. Yeah, he's Dudley course. Moore. And, uh, author is in who the city
1: handicap. They're like, ah, it's three panels.
0: Uh, it's definitely hitting her. That <laughs> did Beetle Bailey and like, you know, the wizard of Id. It was like, yeah. let's do these oh, weird. It is. That's why I'm literally looking down the rack. I'm like, wow, I had all of these and I should not have read them when I did. I couldn't get this all politically satirical.
1: Fun. Super fun. So anyway. Yeah. So you you know, but you, your Bo told you because that is maturity realizing where we overreact is our work yeah. and really realizing it applies to every issue. That everything is so much more complicated than we make it.
0: How about this? Try this one on. So I needed to I needed to apologize and to forgive for that and, and take my ownership of that. Of course. And so I did that. And through the process of that, someone that she tells Kimberly was her name, was like she goes, well, I hope we can be friends. I'm like, I'm going through legal proceedings to not be in a relationship with you. Never before have I done that. Right. I'm no I'm not gonna be your friend. But through the course of that forgiveness, I was able to do that. Cut two. my wife comes home one day, and we're still dating. We would just gotten engaged. And I said, hey, let me ask you a question, just randomly. Because um, she and I both were from Dallas, and we moved out here, didn't know each other then. I
1: started thinking about Bioshock. Is this still the first wife? This
0: is, uh, this is, this is second the second wife, wife, my current wife. Um, we both moved out to, to Los Angeles within weeks of each other, didn't meet for five years on. Wow. So I said, what, what was your favorite job in, in Dallas? She was like, uh, oh, my God, probably working in this restaurant called Fireside Pies. I'm like, really, really, really? What, what, was, what was so fascinating about working there? She goes, oh, my God, the people. I have my girls that I worked with. It's like, like who? Like who? Who do you want? She's like, um, like, there was like Stephanie and there was Kimberly. And I went, mm-hmm, Kimberly? She goes, N- there's no way. I got in a call and we posted on Facebook. We are engaged or whatever. Kimberly calls me. She goes, you are not Getting married to Pamela Walworth. I was like, yeah, why? She You're goes, let me tell you a story. Forced. They sat together rolling silverware, side work. And she was doing her side work. And she was like, my husband's going off to do this movie. She's like, oh, honey, you need to leave that asshole. And they commiserated and they were friends.
1: <laughs>
0: How crazy. And they got on the phone and it was like, holy shit and just freaked out by the way that's that's how we came out like travis willingham at our our that's how we introduced us after our ceremony into our reception he, he goes
1: he's it's time really?
0: and we came in like at your wedding um-ba, we um-ba.
1: at your wedding
0: yeah is that a joke no dead serious then
1: why that's funny that i made that that's, noise
0: everything is connected everything's bro.
1: happening <laughs> what would Bo say yeah man that's incredible
0: I'm gonna. Light, I'm gonna light myself wife, on fire. It's a good book by Bo. You should read it.
1: Current, your wife? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't sound like something I want to read. <laughs> I'm gonna light myself a guy on going fire. like I'm gonna do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fucking do it. That was. Stay back. It was. Boring. Stay back. It was, chapter two. <laughs> I mean it, man.
0: <laughs> Produces lighter from his pocket.
1: <laughs> your current wife advised your ex-wife to leave you. Yeah. Fucking a. Not crazy. I love it's it. It's
0: so cool, man!
1: Whoa! So cool. That's the feeling you get. I just want to sit in it,
0: like York peppermint patty. It is a little bit like
1: I bit into it. <laughs> next thing I know, I'm on those slopes, the,
0: the snowy slopes. That's the other thing that I would say is that a lot of people, going back to like the the success and failure thing, mm. many people would say that that marriage failed. Yep, and it didn't. It. I did. call
1: those people my father. <laughs>
0: I feel I had a friend of mine that asked me once she was like I don't understand why every relationship I have failed and I just had this epiphany I was like it doesn't fail. It didn't fail. It did exactly what it was designed to do. It was supposed to end. It's like milk and milk has an expiration date. And if you keep drinking that milk you'll get sick. So that relationship just starts like god I just we're, it's toxic and we're feeling bad stop drinking the milk and go oh yeah. we should not do this anymore. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and you allow yourself like growing That's up in church, you that, couldn't do that. so yeah. you kidding me? And if
1: me? he ain't loving you like that, you couldn't. Some churches, but the idea. that <laughs> I remember it's a very vivid memory. Val and I are driving on a windy road up to Big Bear, and uh, we the saw We saw Lara Kraft fighting that big bear, mm. and then after she killed it, cut its head off, scooped out the brains, and squished them in her hands, still shivering. She, then she got very cold. And then do you do I big bear? swear, if you listen, she goes, "I need a tampon." No, yeah. No. She goes, I'm having my period. That's why the bear could find me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what it said. I had to... (laughs) I had to turn it up all the way. I'm feeling vulnerable today. That's what she said.
0: Do you guys do the big... Because Pam and I do the the big bear thing every Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, really? Fun. And we carve the big bear. We do. Who wants the ass? (laughs) But we're driving. We go occasionally. um, And we're driving. And she said... I think it's something Dan Savage said and I don't know but she goes just because a relationship fails just because a relationship ends doesn't mean it was a failure and uh, Val's divorced I'm divorced and it was just like one of those things man you gotta have that and paradoxically it actually makes our relationship stronger the idea that we don't have a fairy tale we read a Robert Bly poem her brother at our wedding Mm. which is amazing I got it from Ramdas. He he would always read it and it had, it, in the poem, it says, um, age will come, um, parting may come, death will come. Yeah, Like, it's in the poem. And it includes the like, line, parting may come. And I said to Val, I was like, I really love this poem. It, mm. It's called A Man and a Woman Sit in a Room Together, I think. And, it, and it, it's, called, it's uh, loving a third thing. I'm paraphrasing. Loving a third thing. We don't know its name, but we all – I wish we could read it. It doesn't matter. Look it up. Google it. Um, it's the idea that two people come together and they create a third thing, yeah. which is their relationship and their love, and it's it's kind of like a. It's, it feels very gaudy to me. G o d, God, why not g a u d? not? We were wearing a lot of gold, jewelry. <laughs> a lot of just bling. I had a ring pop clipped to my ear. Why? Because I'm Sinbad understood wait the, <laughs> the, the comedian I'll never or tell the literary me. character I'll <laughs> I'll never tell. tell were you big in the 90s oh, yes. <laughs> but both sinbad's were big in the 90s <laughs> were, one they? of the sinbad's never went away oh, when did <laughs> sinbad was on the show how dare you was he i think he's What's, one of the most referenced episodes people are like because he got weird in, Dude, a, in a good way
0: my first uh comedy specials were uh, afros
1: and bellbottoms Afros and bell bottoms was, well, if you was were my a, second one. A Christian boy, he, he worked clean. clean. He worked clean. He worked clean. You could, you didn't have to change the channel when mom came in. You know, what no, because I mean? he was just talking about the Pinto, a car I didn't. Notice. But him talking about coming home, you had to be home before the lights came on. He like, yeah, and, that, and his parents being right in front of his face because the house is still dark. Yes, and he, and his eyes haven't adjusted. <laughs> he's trying not to make yeah. any noise, but you know your parents Boo-boo. are right there. He, everyone had a friend named Boo Boo.
0: It's like, hey, boo boo. Uh, uh. My name is Sharice. Oh, dude, afros and bell bottoms yeah, is hilarious. Yeah. I yeah. It, it was Robin Williams live at the Met. Yeah. Um, and and afros and Bellbottoms were like yeah. my friend, and I, I had those on tape. Yeah, I had and them on I, tape too. I watched them incessantly.
1: Afros uh, live at the Met. I'm not saying it disappointed me, but it oh, wasn't my. what I thought it would be. Oh, it's everything. Everything it's, wanted to be it's dirty. It was super oh, dirty. I get a little dirty. Look at the tits. Look <laughs> at the tits on that one.
0: It was, uh, but that's how I learned who Brishneff was and Kissinger and, and like yeah. all these guys. Is right? I, didn't I didn't know, know what political...
1: he was at. He opens with like, uh, these look like Liberace's earrings. <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck is Liberace and what are earrings? <laughs> I don't even know yes, what yes, earrings yes, are.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I didn't know anything. There was, there was, there was a uh, oh. comedy at the, or, or, um, it was oh. his first one, which was com- faster than a s- comedy at the speed of, Bull- what
1: was it? Comedy at the speed of light no a brief history of time yes uh, I don't know I didn't know he had another
0: the second one live at the Met was, was that one It's um, so sweaty when he comes out he, when he does the whole it was one of the most brilliant exits ever and the whole fuck it you know where he like I look at my son and I say I don't know bud but we're gonna do it together he goes fuck it and they walk off together it's just wow yeah man it's actually it. yeah Okay. his uh, daughter's really cool man is she yeah dude she uh you should follow her on the Twitter is her name Zelda Zelda She's super, super cool.
1: Does she have a wooden sword, but then later she gets a better one?
0: Yeah, she's also Game of the Year. She's, she's also
1: a system seller.
0: She's a system seller. She sold uh, the Switch. She sold I the Switch need... by the seashore.
1: I, I consider getting over Nintendo. With a Switch? No, no, no. When you get over Nintendo, that's your, uh, non-Jewish peoples. That's your bar mitzvah. When you go, I don't want to For all help, you Gentiles listening to my. I don't want to make, <laughs> I don't want to help Mario make a cake. And you're like, I think I'm done with Nintendo. That's right. when you know you're a man. I might be controversial <laughs> right now, but I don't need... <laughs> That's when you know you're a man. It's like, Puzzle. I don't Good need to be in something that looks like a pastry, yeah. climbing on Yoshi, fighting a crab. I just don't, don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. And people are like, but Zelda's amazing. I'm like, I don't want to be on a hang glider. I don't want to be that shade of green. Breath of the Wild is pretty... I bet it's amazing, but I can't. It's just a fun romp. I bet it is.
0: Like I'm looking forward to. I'm. I'm really looking forward to uh, Red Dead. Like, Me, can we hit it? Yeah, man. Because When's it coming out? Who knows? And it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's been 30 years. It was supposed to be this fall, and they put. See, they're the not screen. rushing.
1: See, they're not matrixing it. I. I, I oh, Sorry,
0: buddy. Man, I'm gonna make you play that game. I'm gonna make you play that game. And you're gonna be like, this game is incredible. Like, Great. thank you. Don't you kind of want to go back and watch these movies you know, a little bit? Did you watch Animatrix?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: I'm in. Do you know the kid that with the spoon? Um, he's like, tell, tell Neo I gave him this. In the movies, he's awful. But in the Animatrix, you realize he's actually the one because he's the one that woke himself up. What? He's the skateboard kid in the Animatrix. Oh, whoa. So that kid that in the very last one, like, climbs up on the thing and is shooting and everything, he's actually the one. That's what I'm telling you. The I... Matrix is, is genius.
1: I've seen the YouTube videos where it's like Neo isn't the one. Yeah, Neo's not the one. Yeah, he's not the one. He's who he's is the really one? Good. It's
0: the kid. It's the kid, and like right before in two, um, he's like, "Neo, do you think I can help you fight?" Is like, "You and up, stay here." Wait, that's him. That's the kid from that's Spoon Kid. That's that's not the kid that gives him the spoon in the first one. It's not the spoon that bends. But it's it's you will see, it's not the spoon that bends. But it's yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the kid in the. Third. He's the one? He's the one. The the skateboard kid. He's the one that woke himself up.
1: And that means he unplugged himself? Yeah. See, I thought the better ending of The Matrix would be... Maybe I've said this on the podcast before. I didn't like the ending. Because they just did the same ending again. I thought yeah. he should have been in an unsolvable circumstance in The Matrix. And Sorry. then he should have... I thought it would have been so cool just if the Neo, Neo in The Matrix reached behind him where his plug is but isn't. And unplugged himself but didn't die. And then came back... And was dressed in white Gandalf style. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you. Like he would unplug his drop. Smith would think he won because right. Neo just died, and then he comes back. That's a more compelling way, I thought, for him I, to like, die and come back.
0: I really applaud them for this reason. They lost three people. Like three actors died. Oh right! And the Oracle. The Oracle died. Uh, Jada Pickett Smith's character was originally supposed to be Aaliyah. Um, and there was one other person. So, how do you go from two to three and go, we have to explain why there's a complete, we're not going to pull a two Darren's, you right, know, from right, Bewitched right. on them. We have to explain this narratively. Right. And also, the character that Jada Pickett Smith was changed the character from whom it was right.
1: because Aaliyah was going to play there's a different still thing. bigger problems than that.
0: There are glowing issues. Like, they never thought that matrix was going to do as well as it did right
1: but they also didn't consider that no one wants to watch a four-hour squiddy battle i think everyone references the dancing you can skip the dancing the squiddy battle there's nothing else in that movie there's like nipple all through that shot too there's like the dancing yeah there's a lot of nip there's a lot of nip uh it's i have a bit about that where it's like sometimes you see what is sexy to the director's a little too much, and you're like, you should keep that to yourself. You're like, I wanna be that. What if everyone's dancing? Slow mo dancing. And it's I kind of be like that. everything's the color of a stone. We are here. They're the yeah. fishbone. Give yeah. me the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's weird. No me gusta. So the kid that is like, eh, he's the one?
0: No, if you go back at the animatrix and you watch the skateboard kid, that, that little episode. That's him. That is the kid in the movies that is like all the. Wait, 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 wait. To Neo. And he's so annoying. He's super annoying.
1: And then nothing really happens to him.
0: He ends up when one of the, the really cool like, Native American dude that's, that's one of the guys that's in the, Aah! he's like the turret that's yeah, firing. Yeah. He dies, gets killed, and then he climbs up and he actually fights. And he's the one that actually opens the gate. Ah, so, so he gets his little mouth. He's actually the one that saves Zion not Yeah. I, dude, I can go deep on Matrix, man. We've already gone way deeper deep. than probably <laughs> should. Yeah. That, that being said, Path of Neo is, a, is, a, is an absolute shit game. What is that? That's the, one uh, of the that was the second game. The first oh. game was into the Matrix, and then they did Path of Neo. Path of and that's Neo was no terrible. Good. Yeah. No good? And Monolith was actually the one that did Path of Neo. Hmm. Same so people did Shadow of War. Uh, that's how I know that. So there you go.
1: What else? Uh, well, your wife knew your ex wife. yeah No, your ex wife knew your future wife
0: same my future wife
1: yeah it's both
0: knew my past wife both
1: and the pendulum's in the middle yeah
0: time is all relevant man deep time okay go
1: no it's just a fun concept i I trip out on deep time all the time which is where everything's happening at once yeah like the idea that i was raised with that life is a side-scrolling video game Mm -hmm. and at the end you die and you don't have any saves and you're out. Mm. And that's how the universe views you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, then I die and then my afterlife begins. I, 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 or doesn't, or whatever you want to say. I try and go, like, no. We always would say things like God is outside of time. Yes. Right? So, but then would try and just turn that into something practical for us to make mm-hmm. our lives better. And would be like, which means you can pray for yourself earlier. Right. You can go back and pray for help. When you were sad when you were a kid. Right. Okay, fine. It's Zeus but can and Thunderbolts. We, can we really think about the idea that God is something outside of time? And, like, we can't even wrap our minds around that. Right. Like, I, I spend a lot of time, you're talking about why do I feel that way in a church. I spend a lot of time going, like, other than this physical reality and the way that we perceive and see things, what else could be? Like, when you die, I anticipate something that isn't just... I'm here, and it's there, and I see it, and I think about it.
0: We think in empirical terms.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And there has to be something where we're in a cup of water, and when you die, you spill the water on, like, a glass coffee table, and right. it all just spreads out.
0: There's the but inexplic- right now, we're
1: living drip by drip, and we go, like, everything's drip by drip. And that's where you get the idea of eternity. And you're like, then I die, and I'm in heaven for eternity. Well, how about something that's flat? How about something that it doesn't have to do with, and this is Rob Bell's big point in Love Wins. It's not tick, 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 tick. Right. It's deep time. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, That's why eternal life starts now and later and always. I feel that. I just do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah! I would say
0: that it's more about being okay and humbling ourselves enough to go, I don't know. Sure. I really don't know. That's it. Because scientists now know, you know nothing, Jon Snow. You have observed something. Well, we've been able to repeat it. Fantastic. From this one small rock, in this one corner, of this one galaxy, on this one part of the universe,
1: we've been able to repeat something. And so, therefore, we make it law. No. Well, that's that's where you get real fun, right? Because you go into an atom deeply enough. Like, we... Ram was saying this in the 70s So maybe we have new I bet we have new data for this But he was like It's an interesting thing When you look at an electron Mm -hmm. And you're like When we ask Is the electron moving You're more You're less here than you are here We must say no If we ask if the electron is at rest We must say no If we If the electron is Whatever Over here We We must must say say no no. If we say If it's not over there We must say no And he's like Imagine developing the technology That gets you that answer Mm -hmm. Like that's a type of disappointment Yeah. You got written up on Wired. Forbes. Forbes. These guys built the most sophisticated (laughs) microscope technology ever. And inside they got – I'm sure maybe they later appreciated how amazing it is that we don't know. I've been tripping out lately that – like so if – an atom is, uh, I guess, the nucleus mm-hmm. and the nearest electron. If the nucleus the was the distance. size of an apple, the distance between that and the nearest electron is two kilometers yeah. of, of empty space. And Alan Watts, I never stopped thinking about this. He's like, when I move my hand, what you're really seeing is more light. Le- it's not matter. It's not solid. It's like a school of fish moving in unison yes. or a flock of birds moving in unison. Because if you could zoom in on my hand you would see it's a series of tennis balls none of them are touching right. and they just kind of conspire to move together right. and somewhere in all of that is consciousness which yeah. is we're back at the Matrix and in that is a thing that is aware of itself and is, is behind everything behind a rock a flea a tree and me it's really insane yet one of the fun ki- I, I don't get too upset about it but one of the fun things that that conspiracy of energy does is go I get it. And science doesn't say I get it, by the way. They're just saying they get what they get. Yeah, um, They're good at saying they don't There's, get it. there's, They there's, get mad at religion for saying we get it.
0: Right. There's there's different sex within that. Uh, sex? <laughs> S-E-C-T-S.
1: Okay, that don't get gaudy.
0: <laughs> that will say, we know. You can't argue. This is empirically proven. I'm like, right. sure, from those bunch of tennis balls that are moving around and being able to see this. But what I love is even the concept of Because we can't see where that electron is, it blinks in and out of existence. Right. You're not actually sitting there. There's a mental projection of what I think Pete Holmes looks like sitting in front of me. Right. And I create that image. I create my reality because you're just blinking in and out of existence for the most part.
1: And your brain is building.
0: Building that image based off of information that I've gathered. And
1: I... I, Okay. I'm not going to apologize. It is like a video game. It's like a a programmer looks at it and goes, you see Italian." what I know he is and that's what's kind of interesting about glitches I kind of like when a a, a reward or something is hovering a little too high right. you know what I mean because we're, like, we're like
0: oh look we find
1: perfection And we didactic. like those moments in life. But I think that's, that's why... That's your wife meeting your future wife. Yes. As we go, that's a reward floating yes. a little too high. And you a can't, too high. you can't get it because Talian can't jump. <laughs> 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 I'm pressing RB.
0: But I don't... This is what I, what I love about that is that it... Again, it forces my humility. But if I... <laughs> if I try to say... I know. That is that is, reflex, that is reflective of the fact that I don't know and I'm afraid of that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going,
1: man, I just... Which, again, is what science would accuse the religious of. Everything is faith.
0: Right. This is the problem that I have with uh, Stephen Hawking, is... I, I I read Brief History of Time. I I, heard, I read the um, uh, Grand is, Design. there's the
1: footnotes version called a briefer history of
0: time? <laughs> a briefer, <laughs> a briefer, briefer.
1: Um,
0: so on you, reefer. What, what is your problem? Is that he goes this, and you go, okay. Then this, sure. Then absolutely this. Well, no. I, you're, I feel that I am more open than someone like Stephen Hawking because they go this is that they're the one that's that are actually being dogmatic
1: that's interesting because I worry that you're the guy in this situation that doesn't understand the plot like I always when I read or see a movie narrated by somebody else that's the words of Stephen Hawking I go I think this guy's playing on a different level and I don't understand Mm. but I bet he's right because there are the fundamental laws of the universe what I say is like things are being built and proven based on things that these people hypothesize, right? Yes. Some, at a certain point, though, when you're talking about the brief history of time, to see what you're saying, we can't prove with a bridge that what they're saying is true necessarily. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't believe that just because you can't disprove something doesn't mean that, that, that it proves it. I, I think that, again, it goes back to the, what you were saying with Kierkegaard and, and constructs and, and kind of where we're at in a
1: post... What you're saying is a piece of the soup is analyzing the soup, and don't forget that. You're saying one of the potatoes is going, I get the soup. And you go, buddy, you are the soup. You are the soup. Right. And we can't extricate ourselves from the soup long enough to really get enough perspective on the soup. Sure. You can't
0: pull back because at the end of the day, you're still forced to your perspective. Right. And I'm the one that's going, maybe this. I don't know. But neither do you. And you can't say, this is how we got here. Right. You're just interpreting data. You're just – that quote about – Knowing Los Angeles because you read a phone book is absolutely just because you can look at facts. You don't know what it's like to live in New York. You don't know what it's like to live in Los Angeles. How do you look at the, the names, the, the name of the firefighter that died fighting the fires and feel like you know that person's life or the impact that his life or his sacrifice of his life had? There's right. no way you can know that narrative, that There's story a disconnect. Completely. And information is not truth. Right. So, chew on that
1: one for a while. Well, that that's something I wrote in my book, and I've said it many times on this podcast. Which is, as much as I love science, because we can we can put it down, or we, we're not really putting it down, uh, or I, I don't hear you putting it down, is what I mean. Um, if this planet becomes irrelevant and we need to go to Mars, suddenly no. you and I are going to have a lot of faith in Stephen Hawking.
0: <laughs> sure. You know what I mean?
1: We'll be like, we're getting b- on the rocket. I believe.
0: I believe that the science. I can accept that the science is. Uh, scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. But I also look at the scientifically proven and go, that doesn't mean that it's universal law. Uh-huh. Like, the universal speed limit is 1.6. I was like,
1: no, man. There's Well, you're no back in way. the electron going, look, there, there's still things. So you're saying zoom out far enough, go into galaxies far enough, everything's off the table.
0: Everything's off the table. right?
1: Like, that doesn't mean that I guess blue conundrum. means this and red means this. And, uh, I sympathize, though, because... The pastor and the scientist are both doing the best with what they have. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So the pastor is also trying to interpret. They're both preaching infinite the gospel truth. Yeah, they definitely.
0: They're both preaching the gospel, right?
1: And I what I what well that's I, something else I wrote. Science is the sheet music, and the the pastor is trying to play the violin mm. so you can hear it. But we need both.
0: Yes, Same you need I. you need this in order because you can just riff all day long, but you do need something on the bars to be able to show you. It needs to be mezzo forte. It, need, it needs to be right. these notes. Right. Um, and I don't think those those work in concert t- together. They don't work opposite of each other. Um, I think that someone who rejects... Anybody that, that says, yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I, I don't really want to... When I started directing, I realized, and, and the more... Like, I went to go see Hamilton, and I was like, good God, I am a fool to think that I could ever try to achieve anything like that. Hmm. Like it's just when you're when you're face to face with perfection or something that is nearly perfect, you go or something that's great, you are more aware of your deficiencies, and that's okay. It's humbling. It's not like the, it should inspire you to get better, mm-hmm. not you know, uh, put you down and, and make you think that I suck. You know, it, sh- it should be inspiring. It shouldn't be um, mm-hmm. the opposite of whatever inspiring is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I definitely think that. As I learn more and like like I started learning more when I started directing, I was like, God, I thought I'd have all the answers and I could do this better than anybody else. And you start going along the process and going, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing at all. And I need people. I need information. I've read more than I've read in my entire life in the last two years just because I'm trying to suck up knowledge um, because I'm aware that I need to get stronger. Mm. Um, so I, I don't look at science and go, I, I reject that as much as I don't look at any... F- a faith system, or or something that is outside of science, and reject that either. I'm just looking for truth, where and wherever I find truth. Yeah,
1: it's a big enough problem. What we're doing here, that if anything gets you there, like we'll take all the help we can get. Absolutely, that's my attitude. Too. Yeah, if it's if it's true, it comes with us. Sure. Um, but it, where are you now with like a god, or how do you frame it? Because yeah. all this mystery is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. and I'm with you. Um, but then there 's the way that we tell ourselves the story just on a day to day basis.
0: I think that the daily narrative is something that, especially now, like my wife and I really have that 's the conversation that we have on a daily basis because that, that I believe that your faith system should impact if it 's a faith system, it should impact your daily life like it 's how you make every decision, not like i 'm going to pray and hope that God get you know meets my bills or like well, no. But, I also believe that it should be tr- it should be pervasive throughout your life, like the way that you treat people mm. if you really th- believe this to be truth, then you should it should impact your behavior you can 't say that I subscribe to this faith system and then act in a contrary way. Um, one of those two things has to go: you either have to give up that faith system or you have to give up that behavior mm. but in, in trying to get those two things to somehow gel with each other is the epitome of arrogance um, which is why when I see people in politics that claim there's a great book that I think you should read called Farewell to Mars where it talks about wherever we got this idea that
1: chapter one bye
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> bye, bye Mars
0: uh, bye Mars we'll miss you
1: bye red planet you 60 seconds he uh, to bye Mars <laughs>
0: He got terrible.
1: Throw me off a bridge. He
0: said, um, where did we get this notion that God was a Republican? Where did we get this notion that... And it starts back with like Charlemagne saying, I saw a vision of a cross going before our army, and that's how we won the battle. He inspired his troops based on the fact that, how could we lose?
1: Right? God is on our
0: side. You don't see in the Bible how this all happened. Oh, that's right. So we're the righteous army, and that's how you were able to get armies to march across an entire continent and invade other people is because right. we're doing right. right and we have continued that it's just like
1: the story of all our lives by the way it's like the will to like do anything yes. if you're like i'm on the right side i'm, I'm on the right side great. i catch myself because again i was working on the book i have to get up in the morning and i'm going i'm doing something that i'm made to do and only i can do it the mm-hmm. way that i do it right so it had it was infused with purpose. And that's what Rob says, it's a, the wordy guy, the Japanese word for a reason to get out of bed. Mm. And you go like, this is what I do, clocks tell time, and Pete writes this thing. Yeah. And that meaning can be zoomed out and applied to a mass of people as well. And if you have a symbol like a cross, that, that can be very helpful. It can also be manipulative. Yes. But I bet it's also, it could have been well-meaning. I, th- I bet the other side was also going.
0: I think it's Charlemagne going, I understand. If, if I want this thing to be successful... I have to, a house divided will not stand. Um, and you can go back even to like before the Council of Trent and whenever we actually said, okay, what do we actually believe? What can we all agree upon? Yeah. And how can we, because... Trent, what do you think? Trent, you? I'm sorry, Trent is not here. I'm his proxy. <laughs> but if you if you look and you say there's, there's, you know, there's the Jesuit sect and there's these Gnostics and there's all these people that were, you know, 200 years on, 300 years on that were going... Uh, we don't remember what the original founding fathers of this thing actually said so we're kind of having to interpret. I remember them saying something like this. Well, we don't really have any writings. Well, yeah, but he wrote this thing that seemed to make a lot of sense. You know, all these things. So someone had to go in and go, okay, what can we agree on? Do we think this? Yes. Okay. So do we agree with this? Yes. So that became truth, but people stopped searching for the truth. Outside they just started the accepting it. Right. So I, I, but I think that where we're at now, like this, this pastor who wrote this book, Farewell to Mars, he says, um, I remember...
1: Is it about him leaving the Mars Hill Church? <laughs> not,
0: no, but that'd be fantastic. <laughs> he said, uh, I remember when we invaded Iraq. It was a Sunday night, and I had people over my house. We had pizza. He goes, 10 years later, I'm sitting in my church having my, quote, quiet time. And he was like, if I've ever heard God speak, this is when I did. And he reminded me of that moment. I'm like, why am I thinking about this? And he said... I Papa felt Jones. God say, "Pop John's," he said. I felt God say, "That was your greatest sin, because you delighted in war." What made you think I had anything to do with that? Oh,
1: wow! And oh, they had pizza, not ignoring what was happening to celebrate, to celebrate what was it. happening. Oh, wow!
0: And I think that we do the same thing. It's like I, I, I don't want. Someone someone was talking to Jake Tapper's like, this country was founded on religious, you know, uh these pre- religious principles. He goes, No, it was founded on religious freedom. It was it was founded to make sure that this, what we're doing right now, Did never that. happened again.
1: You have to swear on the Bible. Back well, ago. I had to do it three times
0: yeah. because you chose the his yeah. look on his face when Jake Tapper's like, you know, you don't have to do that. I don't know if you're aware of that. It just yeah. blink blink. <laughs> I was like, it was just straight up like Fred Quimby cartoon, Bugs yeah, Bunny mode. Yeah. He just blink, blink, like a sign holds up, yikes, and he drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, that's what I, I don't want that interpretation of this story. I, I, I want someone to just go truth, and like if, if, if you walk up to again, this is a Bo Chansey thing, he's like if I walked into Africa and saw people worshipping a tree, I wouldn't tell them, you need to stop worshipping that tree. He said I would go to them and say, do you want to meet the person that made that? Because I know him. And they'd be like, yes. I was like, cool. Just pivot. Just let me open up your world. It doesn't have to be limited to, to this one thing. It can actually be much, much bigger. It's like there's no, everything is sacred. Hmm. There's nothing that isn't holy. Everything is. We just, haven't, we just need to redefine what our definition of the word is. That's
1: interesting because I, I kind of recoil at that a little bit. Why? Because if everything is sacred, then worshiping a tree. We're back at Buddha holding up a flower. I don't know. I don't like anybody trying to pivot with somebody else's beliefs. As somebody who went on missions trips and was like, what you call gagugi, (laughs) we call the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Like, why do they have to drink Coca-Cola if we're all in the mystery and we're all doing our best and we're all... I agree with you. I don't think that you need to now call him this. Because I just feel, feel the psychological burden on the guy writing Farewell to Mars going... I was raised with these blocks and these guys are playing with different blocks mm-hmm. and I got to get them over to Lego. And it's like, really do you? And, and to that, I would say, do you know the person uh, that made it?
0: Right. I And for me, I think it's more of the, the idea behind stop, stop trying to define God and let God define you. And there's a lot of people, and there was someone that wrote a, uh, wrote a great uh, piece after, The Alabama election, and someone's like, "Here's another left-wing, bleeding-heart liberal talking to us." He's like, "Actually, I'm a you know evangelical conservative, Mm -hmm. but I just disagree with this one thing, and it's uh, it's that we don't need to associate like God isn't a Cowboys fan, Mm -hmm. you know. It's God is so much bigger than our (laughs) oops our constructs, you know that." we can't lim- if we do we're trying to understand god we need to be as Z- zeus and a thunderbolt because that i can wrap my head around right but if it's not if it's if it's just one of the best south park episodes is when god actually comes down and he looks like this duck-billed platypus <laughs> and it's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing and he goes what did you expect mm. and i'm like that's it are we really prepared for what god is
1: right
0: and most people aren't i think it was Dostoevsky who, who said,
1: who
0: is a Russian dude. You wouldn't know him. Russia, Putin. Um, <laughs> he's a very famous, I love him. He's a great best, best philosopher ever. <laughs> um, he said something like, uh, if, if given the opportunity between Jesus and the Christ, most people would choose Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because that's the construct that you we understand, we can get it. But if the Christ was different, that's actually the one that we're going for is like, no, 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 no. We like this. We like this guy better. Right. Um, And that to me is – that becomes the true conversation. That becomes the –
1: Well, Christ is the – see, that's why I get into the tree. I'm like Christ being – Richard Rohr defines it as what the Big Bang was. That was the beginning of the Christ,
0: Hmm. meaning
1: this world, this consciousness, this plane, everything. You know what I mean? I don't know if he would phrase it the way that I'm phrasing it. But that's why when I see someone communing with a tree, as I sometimes do – I feel Christ in that tree as much as I feel it in picturing a guy from Nazareth. Sure.
0: I don't think that you have to go, no, 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 stop worshiping that tree. I think it's, you can't be in relationship with that.
1: But that's the difference between Jesus and the Christ. What do you mean? Saying, I know him means I know Jesus. And they're saying, Mm. I'm looking at him. He's the Christ. Interesting. the The tree is the Christ. Right. You know? So... You, you believe,
0: you're saying that that's more of a construct as well. Like, we're still trying to... What I'm saying
1: is getting anyone to pledge brand loyalty. <laughs> to, I think Jesus's point was, it's not me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not me. He was he was completely tapped into the thing that's everything. That's you, that's me, that's a tree, that's a- Yes. And that, to me, has been...
0: Like, I go back to, <laughs> for a while there, because I lived in Los Angeles, I felt I had to eat pretentiously. And so I came back, and you go to Texas, and you tell them you don't eat meat. They go, what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah. You don't eat food?
0: Um, Jesus ate steak. You know, he had steak every day. <laughs> um, I was like, well, I remember him handing out fish. So I became pescatarian. Um, And then you realize this is what's so funny. I think we do this in our spiritual life, physical life, career, everything. We make these global decisions about who we should be as people. And I, I was like, I weighed like 155 pounds. I was so emaciated thin. And I went to a nutritionist and he goes, well, did you ever do the blood test to find out if you should be?
1: Hmm.
0: I was like, well, no. I was like, Yeah, man. There's some people that can't be vegetarian. Like you, you, your body will be in a constant state of deficiency. Like you, you, malnutrition. Like you need. And and sure enough, I can't. I I derive iron and protein from meat. I was like, I need to do this. And I can choose what meat I want. I don't have to have red meat, steak. But I need to have some kind of animal based. My body, my chemistry is made up that way. No matter how much I don't want that to be, I love steak. But if just because I choose to have a diet this way, my body goes, no, we need this. And I think that we have a tendency to try to force ourselves to be a version of ourselves that is against our true self. And our true self, if we'll just listen to our body, if we'll just listen to what's inside, that will actually guide us to a place of health. Mm. Um, but I think that going back and, and the fear of going back and, and trying to tell somebody, well, this is who I am now, um, kind of keeps us in a place of we accept the construct that people place on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't want to be that person, but because someone says that this mm-hmm. is who I, how I see you, this is who you are, then we go, okay, then that's, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Mm. I'll accept myself as a failure. I pointed at you like... Like, <laughs>
1: like I'm the failure. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, it's funny, like, I see myself in you when I was like, well, Jesus ate fish. I remember being like, well, then that's got to be okay. Mm. I just think that's... I, I do think that's really far. Buddha was a vegetarian, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, who cares? I, I really feel like... And I, I think you're going to agree with this. This isn't like a counterpoint. I just think that's so off... It's like, it's like wearing the same shoes as Michael Jordan. It's like it's not the point, right? It's like the guy. Nor does it give he you could anything. Jump from right. the free throw line barefoot, right? But we can't, so we buy the shoes, mm-hmm. and we can't, so we eat fish because he did. And I think that is kind of grotesque, not gross, a grotesque misunderstanding of the whole point. I but to relate again to what you say. I catch myself sometimes going like, I, my makeup artist, Brenna. Is a militant vegan. I'm a vegan too, but she is militant, and I love her. She wouldn't mind me saying that. She's militant. <laughs> Understood. You <laughs> and tell world, everybody. And the world needs that too. It's it's like fine. It needs we need everybody, but um, but then it was interesting that she has a cat, and cats can't be vegetarian. Cats need to meet, eat meat, apparently. Like dogs can be vegan, but my dog isn't a vegan. So I I, I see. What you're saying there, I'm not familiar with the, the blood type diet enough to. I, I, my gut says I don't buy that you need to eat animals. Um, I know that what the blood type diet is, I have I'm a positive, which happens to be the kind that can thrive mm-hmm. on plants. But uh, talking about like the things that we inherit and reflect back, and the idea, like, I, I just remember my mom being like, you know, babies need animal protein like that's just a thing and you want to talk about Trent and Constantinople there's a food version of that where we're like look these are the mm-hmm. things that we have and what and these are the stories we're going to propagate and when i hear iron and protein i'm like i say this all the time and we don't even have to this isn't that interesting to me because i want you to be you <laughs> right i'm like you can get iron and protein in meat absolutely and maybe there are relationships going on in there that i don't understand and i'm open to that i'm open to being wrong but i always i say it all the time it's like you can drink Coke for water, too. You're getting water. Sure. But you're also getting all this fucking cancer-causing bullshit. Right, that will... By eating meat, your chance of cancer triples. But,
0: like, tea. Tea is a diuretic, and so it can actually dehydrate you, even though it's a liquid. Oh, interesting. And it's... So to be able to... Again, it's... it's So many people don't... I think that what we want to do is... Uh, define ourselves by the rules that best serve our comfort.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know what I mean? That's
1: why, see, the guy that I got that statistic, the 300% increase in cancer meat, yeah. meat consumption, is Dr. Furman. And people really didn't like Dr. Furman. A lot of people didn't like Dr. Furman. And I was like, I just, you know, and I get it. And I quietly considered if I had had somebody on that was like, you need to eat a lot more meat, hmm. people would be like, I like this guy. Because – and I'm guilty of this just as everybody. We want somebody to reflect back to us what we already wanted.
0: Yeah, please reinforce my beliefs. Totally. But
1: so there's actually I, a movie that I watch called the, the Perfect Human Diet, which is about how we need meat and stuff. And you watch it and you're kind of like, I bet that's a, more, that's a more popular worldview. I want buffalo wings. Like, I, <laughs> see, I,
0: I, would, I would put it to you. I, I see you – and I may be completely wrong in this, but I feel like you and I are very similar in the fact that we seek out people that challenge our worldview. Because it either confirms through... A trial? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we, we go through and
1: we go, I feel stronger on the other side about That's this way that I, I feel. I want to be careful not to just go, well, Troy just said some people have to eat meat. That has to not be true because that doesn't reflect my beliefs. Right. But I like to go, I want to push through into that. That's why I'm sure. watching that weird pro-meat documentary. And I'm hearing you. So, yes, I agree. We're similar in that way.
0: I think that it's very much about... It was weird, man. I don't know if you've ever experienced something where you're like, I remember sitting there and my friend and and he like, I think that the way that we eat meat um, is, is completely off the, it's not, it's not the way it was originally designed at all. We eat
1: a million animals an hour. That's insane. In America alone. That's insane. A million an hour. Like you drive north. Never in the history, uh, you look at us like the history of humanity, homo sapiens. Nobody was ever eating chicken and beef <laughs> and lobster in the same meal. No, I was like watching lobster, this episode of Vikings and
0: then chicken and If you're not if you're not watching Vikings it's it's a fantastic show. What is it?
1: Can it's I History don't let Channel. me forget what? to tell you the problem with vegans by the way cuz okay. if we're going to talk about this I'm going to tell you what I think is the problem with vegans and it has to do with Vikings.
0: The So there's a scene in the Vikings and they're bringing this huge whale and this woman goes what is that? And he says this with such reference. He was like, that's a so-and-so whale. She was like, why do you eat that? He goes, because every part of that animal is useful.
1: Mm. And it was said with such a respect. I was like, we have lost that. Totally. Like, it's just this. It's turning sex into pornography and it's yes, turning animals into... I like this one little part
0: form. and just destroy the rest of it. Right. When I look at the Native American and the, the indigenous people here that were like, the reason why we hunt buffalo Is not because there's nothing else. It's because that's the largest animal we can find. And we will make sure that we use every part of of it out of respect. Not only
1: that, they told each other very important myths and rituals that corresponded to their relationship. Yes. That what we would call over farming, they had an idea and a story about a woman and a a buffalo getting married. Uh, You know, classic myth stuff. And them making an alliance, a deal, where it's like, you'll only kill some of us, and we promise to come back every summer. Wow. You know what I mean? It was like a deal that they made to negotiate a marriage. And the marriage <laughs> is a metaphor for the, our relationship to an ecosystem, which kind of brings me into the problem with vegans. But finish your point. Please. No, that was not my point. I don't um, know the problem with vegans. I think one of the problems with vegans with your Vikings and your Native Americans and these cultures that I have deep <laughs> respects for, veganism, I think, is great. And I might even go so far as to say it's correct, Hmm. right? And that's a great Kumail joke. He goes like, the reason vegans are so annoying is we all know you're right. That's a (laughs) a Kumail joke. The other reason why vegans are annoying is what Richard Rohr says, who I love, with all these things, we're supposed to transcend, meaning I'm no longer going to eat meat or dairy, but we're also supposed to include. Transcending is just leveling up. Skill point gained, I'm now a vegan. And you act like And have disdain for any people that didn't level up. But what you're supposed to do is transcend and include, meaning you've moved to the next level, but you remember with compassion and patience and empathy and love for everyone that is in the third grade. And in third grade and saying fourth grade sounds like you're better. I'm just saying you're in a different classroom. Sure. Maybe you're both in the third grade. You just moved across the hall. So when I became a vegan like five, six years ago – You need to, like, I did that same thing where you catch yourself judging people for, you don't even know where that comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you each screamed when it died. You know what I mean? But the problem was I was not a vegan for 32 years. You know what I mean? So much longer than I was. And then you need to take that understanding to humanity and thank the oceans and thank the land animals and thank everybody for giving us life. And prosperity and your mother's kilbasa that I used to love Mm. and eat that I took as love. And we need to respect that that relationship with food is very personal. You're talking about my mother now. We're also talking about animals that died, sure. But you're talking about my mother loving me. And it's offensive to say that was wrong. What we're saying is, and this is where it really gets kind of cosmic, is meat is directly – Responsible for the evolution of our brains specifically. Mm. Our brains are the size they are because we were able to eat things like whale blubber and animal fat in gross... I I don't mean like... I just mean in great amounts. amounts. But what's interesting is then our brains evolved to the point where we could consider whether or not sentient beings need to die in order... We started looking at ourselves as earthlings. Mm -hmm. I'm on this earth, he's on this earth, the, the cow or she's on this earth. You start to have these philosophical thoughts that were fueled by the fact that you were eating them. Right. And yes, we can go in the direction of not eating them, but we need to do so with respect for how we got here and patience for people who aren't there anymore. Well, a lot of people are like, well, I'm paleo now
0: because paleo man would eat this. I'm like, paleo man was when? Right. And how many... Thousands of years have passed of evolution to where we no longer function that way. And by the way, Paleo Man died when
1: he was 22. And <laughs> by the way, the guy that was on The Biggest Loser, that was one of the biggest proponents for the Paleo diet, like dropped dead in the gym, one of the healthiest people ever, because you're not supposed to cram that many fucking things into your colon. Your yes. heart is going to stop. It's awesome. You're going to look great in your casket. But eat a cucumber, dipshit. Yeah, like I. <laughs> he would say the same thing. He came back. He's doing plants now. Everybody that knows. But we have to understand. Sometimes you have to have a heart attack in the gym to go. Now I eat radishes. Or That's okay.
0: It's also. It's it's <laughs> man. It's Oscar Wilde. You know, everything in moderation, including moderation. And you know, here we are talking about someone. That's funny. I love who, his other
1: quote: "The only way to yield to temptation, the only way to get rid of temptation, is to, to yield to, yield to it. it." Which is actually very profound.
0: Yes, but then you also think about who Oscar Wilde was. Yeah, know. <laughs> you know, know. Was he trying to justify his relationship with young boys? Um,
1: and we're back to... We are trying we're, trying we're to be culturally relevant. We're, we're back to that.
0: I Do you separate the truth from the action? But I, I, look, f- I look at that and go, like when people before it was Atkins and now it's paleo and it's all this, you know, it's like, well, I can eat butter and everything. No, what we, your body needs fats in, in certain places and it, it needs these things in order to function. Um, but if you go, oh, I don't, I don't eat all that stuff because I get everything I need from this steak. No, right. that's not the way that your body is meant to function. And like I was pounding cause I was in the gym and I was pounding protein shakes and I was doing like four, cause I, I really I keep hitting my mics in. I, I wanted to get out of this you know 155 pounds 150 pounds whatever up to a good like where I felt good about myself and I thought that that was the way that I was going to achieve it mm-hmm. so I start pounding like protein shakes like four times a day and I started getting duck, duck, duck. I mean I was getting huge for, for proportionally to me but then all of a sudden I was like getting lower back pains and I started like peeing like all the time and I I went to my nutritionist and he was like what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're going to be on dialysis in five years. You're killing your kidneys. Mm-hmm. like your body's not supposed to, it's like, slow down. Did you, did you get like 15 to 20 grams of protein? Yeah. You're fine. Right, You're fine. Anything over that, you're trying to rush along a, a, a process that's supposed to take a natural set amount of time. It's like, just relax. We're going to get there. It's like, but how long is it going to take for me to get it? It was probably a year. The, I was in the South of France uh, from my 40th birthday. I was in the South of France And it's about two o'clock in the morning and I'm in with this amazing hotel overlooking the water and uh, I'm in the bathroom.
1: What if that's where the story ended? We get it. Then that's it. You have a cool life. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: end. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to tell my wife that I have cancer. Do you have cancer? No. But that's where I, again, I was trying to define myself based on what my empirical evidence was because i was having all these symptoms and it turned oh, out
1: because of the protein thing i thought you I shifted was, gears and told
0: no me to, like okay. i i just had huge gastrointestinal stuff and i ended up skyping with this is how i met this nutritionist i ended up skyping with him and he was like dude i'm gonna heal you like you're i know the place you're in right now you don't deserve to be there it's kind of disrespectful for you to be in that place because i've seen people who are legitimately I have to tell you you have colon cancer like you, you, you're not there okay we, we just need to work on you and he spent the next year turning me around I was like oh my god and I, I dropped like 20 pounds in like two months or a month wow. and then I'd slow, but I but I dropped it like that But getting it back has been a pain in the ass in a healthy way because you have to do it in a healthy way. Right. But that to me speaks to our insecurities and our ego versus like, there is truth. There is a way that we're trying to do this. We're going to do it in a healthy way. We're going to do it in a natural way. And you just need to kind of get over yourself a little bit. Mm. So
1: mm-hmm. I love it. The other, the other problem, I'm trying to remember the other problems of vegan.
0: Oh shit. We're still on that. No, Sorry.
1: no, no. I, we just hit the end of that. So I was like, I wonder what the other, cause I wrote it. One morning, I wrote it down. It was, I, I think that interesting article.
0: Vegans have a very are very much like uh, evangelical Christians for the most part. But that's
1: what I mean. Is any and I think it might go back to what you're saying about Stephen Hawking, and, and then also I know fundamentalist believers in any way. Um, although I, I still feel a little weird about including Stephen Hawking in that. I don't know him well enough. I really don't know his work well enough. Um, but you know, any the middle way is that's why I'm a fliegan. you know? It's the idea that I, I do flex. Like you might see me on a plane just eating, or my mom might give me apple pie on Thanksgiving, and I'm right. aware what's in it, and I eat it. I really think there's something beautiful. There's something it, I've been tripping out on, which is called way, way, woo, way, which is doing, not doing. Mm. And I think it's everything. Is it the Tao? It's the DAO. Yeah.
0: Tao.
1: I, I apply this to everything. And this is going to sound sketchy. Val and I are not in an open relationship, but I am... Monogamous, not monogamous. Meaning, and I've talked about this many times on the, on the podcast, I have a mental freedom where I'm living in a reality where anything can happen. That just sounds like I want to fuck other people. I want to be very clear. There's other – because I don't.
0: Are you coming on to me right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I start with monogamy, it just sounds like I want to have sex with other people. Right. What I mean is there's a way of, of dieting when you get up and you go, I can't have a cookie. And all day you do is think about
0: having a cookie. So monogamy is a construct that you don't want to... Because that becomes the reason why it, you do something. It it's like a
1: t- it, it becomes a, mu- a muscle that's tight and tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, baby, I'm not doing anything. Right. I, I'm, I'm monogamous, not monogamous. It's a choice. I'm also vegan, not vegan. Right on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm also... Freedom from I, constructs, I, just, I dig. I totally... I just stopped drinking a couple months ago. And w- that's a whole other conversation. But... I, I like to think I'm, I don't drink. I am sober, not sober. Yeah. It's this idea of like, I'm not not drinking. Yeah, dude. And Ramdas says like people that go like, and it's not a Ram I didn't stop drinking because of Ramdas by the way. It's just like the people that are like, I haven't had a cigarette in three years, tw- two weeks, one day. Why, do, why are seminar. you still counting? You know what I mean? It's like, he goes, these are the people that die of non-smoking, which is one yeah. of my favorite jokes of his. And so there's this, there's this way of. Being the cup of water that gets poured into the lake that just kind of goes "Ah," and spreads out and goes, yes, I'm not drinking alcohol anymore.
0: But I can right now if I want to. Exactly. This is my choice.
1: It's it's just a completely different perspective. And you might see me at Sugarfish. It's one of my, like, cheat places. I might eat some fish. I'm trying not to. I haven't in a very long time. But – I'm vegan, not vegan. Yeah, man. Fucking look for me over here. I'm Dude, a shadow. I and some love people go like, that. oh, that's convenient. You can just do whatever you want. I'm like, well, talk to me in ten years when you understand what I'm saying because it's way thicker than that, and it's delicious. And I... I wish more people would be okay with going. You can be a vegan, but if you if you eat a piece of sushi, you're out of the club. Or if you can be sober, but if you drink champagne at a toast, you're out of the club. Whatever it is. Right.
0: I think that most people who are at a point of addiction in their life i talked to a, a, a buddy of mine james marsters who I, I was like man i really need to understand this notion of um it defines you like i i refuse to let m- myself be defined by my worst moment I was like you because he's he very very uh public about this about being an alcoholic and um I love this dude. Like he's he's a really really good guy. So I'm in no way being disparaging because I I spoke with him about this. Like I need to understand where you're where you're coming from because I think that a lot of people get just as addicted to the meetings, buddy, as as anything else. And he goes, okay. He goes, "Um, uh, gluten allergy, like right, or peanut allergy. Mm -hmm. You give a peanut to somebody. (laughs) <laughs> said, you mean uh, nerds yes those enjoying. people i'm enjoying the, i pushed up my glasses the,
1: the two three years where we can still make uh, jokes uh, like that. <laughs> you mean dorks and dweebs
0: yes we call them this yeah. um he goes you give that to them they're going to break out in hives the anaphylactic shock is like right he goes if i drink i will break out in handcuffs ah that's fine i was like that's great he's like this is what i know about myself i will drink until i get drunk right. um and so I understand that's a reality for him, and I in no way challenge that thinking, um, nor do I uh, – here's what I don't – like that, break out in handcuffs. He, wanted, he wants to break out in handcuffs. I, I smoked weed for – man, I'm getting real.
1: Every day. For
0: a year and a half, I think.
1: That's not very long.
0: No, no, no like every day. Oh. And I convinced myself that I could not sleep without it. I had a prescription right. so that I could go to sleep.
1: It was written on, in crayon on the back of Bob yeah, liner. Exactly. Notes, but it was from a doctor. <laughs> it's from a, quote, doctor. <laughs> yeah. And
0: look, I have zero problem with, with people who smoke. And I, it, this, what you said is what is um, resounding or resonating with me. I hit a point where I went, who has who by the tail here? Mm-hmm. And I... Oh, that's, that's
1: the whole way in, by the way.
0: What do you mean? Control. Yes. And that's
1: the Matrix again.
0: Yes. I was like, do... Does this thing have me? Because if it has me, I need to stop it. so. That's you, how you, you make sobriety
1: it. sexy. By the way, I, I'm just right there with you. Yeah. It's this idea of like, do I have control? Do I have this? control of this? Because if I do, when people want to like help you get sober. They just try and make you remember how, how, how horrible. The was. word you keep using that I love this word agency. Mm-hmm. Having agency is is a really good feeling. Yeah. And it's actually better than getting drunk every day. Yes.
0: <laughs> it is. So I I, I stopped, and I was just like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore.
1: Don't smoke weed every day.
0: And I have some in my house. I was at somewhere, and... Oh,
1: there's booths throughout my
0: house. Sure. Yeah. And if I want one, then I can I can do that. It was like, yeah, right now,
1: that's just not where I'm, where I'm at. I don't like, want the cookie. I, I, I don't, I don't want the cookie. Some people, by the way, and they deserve a shout-out, need rehab. They need rules Almost like a military structure to yeah. help you learn how to make a bed and, and, and like face reality in that way. Yes. I get that. Uh, so just a shout out to them. I really... The, the way that I... Dan Soder did this podcast and he told me that mm. there was a book called The Easy Way to Stop Drinking. And then I saw that there was another book called um, This Naked Mind. Is he sober? Dan smokes weed every day. No, not every day, but he smokes weed. Okay, right. But he doesn't drink anymore. Which in my circle is like... You know, kind of rare. <laughs> you know, it's always the comedians. other way around. No, just or comedians just the fact you like to drink. drink. Hi, you're a comedian. Here's your drink and a exactly. pack of cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's your payment. And you're like, do I write these off? Um, so I, I got the audiobook of this thing called This Naked Mind, and um, it, it one of the things that I enjoyed about it that I think people in the program might not enjoy was that they were like, one of the theses of it was theses was alcohol is incredibly addictive it's one of the most addictive things on the planet. Mm. And you're not in this weird fringe group that needs to be labeled alcoholics. You're just addicted to an addicted thing, a, an addictive mm. thing. And I was like, "Thank you. I'll keep reading, you yeah. know, or listening." Because I didn't I don't like being called an alcoholic. I didn't I didn't feel like an alcoholic. I just felt like a guy and I don't I don't I don't claim that word. I felt like a guy who if I drank on Monday, I drank on Tuesday. It just, it just got the ball rolling. Right. And if I stopped, it was uncomfortable and unpleasant. Yeah. I was like, it was just that moment where I was like, I think this thing has me. To quote Robin Williams live at the Met, I didn't wake up on a, the hood of a cop car with my keys, keys in my, my ass. I didn't. I, think... I had no – my rock bottom was I went home and I poured myself a glass of sake. I like sake. And I didn't remember giving myself the order. I just did it. Wow. And that's how I did it. And this was the other pull quote from this book. It's not that there was always a reason to drink. It's that there was never a reason not to. And I associated it with my freedom. I'm a comedian. You can't stop me from drinking at 11 a.m. And sometimes I would because I didn't have anything to do that day. It was fine. Or maybe I had a show and I would say to myself, like, my nighttime is my daytime. I'd work at night. So I would get drunk during the day. I'd sober up. I'm not saying shit-faced. I'm saying, like, often playing video games, to be honest. A couple glasses of wine. Couple whiskeys or whatever it was, playing a game. It's a great feeling. Take a nap, go to the show sober. So it was in control, but this thing was just like something I had stopped thinking about, right? And I didn't like that. And I liked that the book was like, "Look, you're not a like, you're not an other. You're right. just a guy." It, it also points out. Well, I'm on a on a tear here. It points out that people's drinking tends to increase, like over the years. Like every year, you probably drank more than you drank the last year. Sure. Very normal. And that's just because of the nature of the drug and it got into the drug-like qualities and the mm-hmm. properties of it. And I was like, okay, so you want to you stop. And it just it just bombards you with science and it drills it into you over. That's why I recommend if you're interested, not you, the listeners, don't listen to it if you don't want to stop drinking. Because I listened to it to cut down on drinking. And at the end, I was like, oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: for me, I, I – I... I would classify all of these things as a heart condition. And I think that a there's heart a heart condition because I think that there's a there's some deficiency that and look we will find you our heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's there's again, who hurt you? There's something who hurt me? there.
1: I couldn't I still, by the way, since sorry, yeah. Since I've stopped anxiety is up. Guess what else is up? Joy.
0: Right on. Patience.
1: We feel deeper. I feel Fucking everything. Everything, and I'm You're no longer funnier, I'm a better writer. I'm a, I'm a better almost everything. But like, do I like it all the time? No. Yeah, I, I s- feel like I felt when I was 12, which was anxious a lot. Interesting. And then I think I started medicating that.
0: I think that we narcotize and we medi- you know, um, we medicate and and, and and narcotize ourselves because we've gotten a, somewhere. We got this notion that pain is is uh, is our enemy. Is bad.
1: When really, we already said this, it's a clue.
0: It's our friend. It's a clue. Hey, that hurts. This needs attention. Why? Because you're, you need to change your diet because it's you need to exercise. Thing.
1: When I was shooting season two, I was very low. You I guys done season two? Yeah. I just couldn't shake it. Um, not the whole time, but like a majority of the time I felt what I called low. And the quote that I read on the podcast was that Ram Dass is like, when we're in a malaise, we mm. see it as something, a failure. Right. And he's like, really, it's something graceful. It's something wanting to awaken in you. So these things are our friends. The pain, I understand there's chemical depressions that serve no purpose. But sometimes you're in a place where you're medicating or you're low or you're angry or you're sad all the time. And it can be, again, I can't speak to other people's pain. So please don't misquote me. In my life, when I've taken a flashlight and done the, what was that game called again? Deep Alan Wake. Alan Wake, or you know, a deep space, deep space, or dead space, dead space. If you have the courage to dead space the corners, or even the luxury to have your basic needs met to the point where you can stabilize enough to do the deep dive, yeah. let's let's acknowledge that privilege that I have. Sure, I have the time to read these fucking books and right. whatever. Um, in those corners are treasures. It's Joseph Campbell. The treasure you seek is in yeah. the cave you don't want to go. And I was getting too drunk to get it. Go in the cave because I didn't want to go in the cave.
0: I think that. And again, I I don't want to speak too broadly for other people because I've I've had family members that that deal with this too and and now that they're on the other side of being sober um and and we're talking years of of uh but the doctor gave this to me. This is what I was supposed to. And we could go down that rabbit hole if we wanted to is like
1: Oh, they took they got like a
0: prescription. This yeah. is a prescription because my I I had a right. legitimate injury.
1: What's well, David Foster Wallace? It's like the people providing these services. He, he's like, that's one of the things that's dangerous about pornography is like, these people don't love you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the doctor the that gave you the drug made money from that. Yeah, they're profiting and from your pain. don't forget it. I think he people doesn't do. doesn't love you. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we forgot that like a, a peanut butter sandwich made from somebody that loves you might be more beneficial yeah. than, a, than a drug. I, again, I'm speaking to myself. I'm like, sometimes I just need actual love.
0: Like, I think we also need to, I, my best friend, Travis Willingham, um, I was, I was going down a path and this is kind of what started the whole thing as far as, um, like, like you said, going back and making recompense and making amends for, for past behaviors. There was one conversation, ironically, the same night that I met my wife, um, he called me out, and he was like, there is there is a fire that is burning in your life right now, and if you will just sit in it, mm. it will make you it's better.
1: Kowalski, how well we walk through the fire.
0: Absolutely.
1: Although, talk about a self-medicating guy, but like... Yeah, and a horrible drunk. Can you... That Why is it so strong to have a whiskey? The strength is to sit in the pain. Yes. Why is it so strong to not cry? Right. The strength is to... Get in there. Do you yeah. know how fucking scary that is to yeah. go take the elevator down and into the feel purple place? Everything into the upside down. Yeah, and go. I'm alone in here. Yes, and I'm
0: that strength.
1: Angry and sad, and I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to use these notes. Read the warrior ethos.
0: Well. The warrior ethos talks about this and they talked about how this was from the very first day. It was, we are not going to coddle and it's not because a man is strong. It's because we as a people must be strong. And because we have such a, I mean, a vicious love for our people, we cannot allow weakness mm. and weakness is not feeling pain. Weakness is what you do with that pain.
1: That was in that's beautiful. That's that was in Val's vows to me. Val's vows. And there was like there was a little wink to my dad in it, I mm. think. Because my dad is the I alluded to him Marriage in the show? Is failure oh, yeah, yeah. in this podcast. And there's just like a an old school way that again transcend and include. I appreciate that my dad is from fucking Somerville in like the fifties. You know right. what I mean? Like he had to not cry. He had to be strong. Sure. His father died. Then his mother died. He took over the oil company. He's the American dream. He's a he's a fucking hero. He's amazing. Next level though. Let's let's keep that ball moving up the field. Sure. Is going. Val said something like that, where it's like that you see truth strength as as honesty and inclusion. And it's like, I catch myself sometimes, especially with like, we'll have friends that have kids that we just see them coddling them like a lot. Or I see them. I'm talking about other people and they're coddling. I have this part of me that's like, we must teach the boy to fight as well. Right? It's both and. Yeah. It's both and. Let's have some control over our emotions, but let's not... It's a tricky thing. Let's not put the t- lid on so tight. Let's just, like with everything, learn the appropriate way to dance with
0: it. We have friends of ours that, that we really look to, Pam and I both look to, for just kind of like, we want to be like them. Like, we we want to be like them when they grow up. And they're just a few years older than, than I am, this is I think. Rob,
1: this is Rob for me, Rob Bell. Perfect. The same, way that he raises his kids, I'm like... These, I call, guys, we don't even have
0: kids, and I call, and I'm like, what would you do if... We've looked at them very much, so because, like, I remember they got this great kid, Jess, and he's got long blonde hair, and he's just a cool kid, like he's a hang. And I think he was like four this or... This kid's a fucking hang. He's a hang. I, I want to say he's like five or six, maybe, and he walks in, and they're talking, and he just comes in, being a five or six-year-old, he's like, I just, like, met a turtle, or whatever, and his dad looks at me and goes, hey, dude, read the room. And he was like, oh. And the level of awareness of this kid, he was like, you guys are talking. He finishes the story. He's like, all right, dude, what's up? He's like, I found a turtle. I was like, ha! My head exploded. I was like, how do you do that? And the reason why is because they are as equally stern as they are loving. And he will Mm -hmm. grab that dude by the face and go, oh, I love you. But the second that he steps out of line, it's like, yo, man, I, I don't. And this is what I think my parents did, too, that this is the place that I'm bringing myself to. And James Marsher was actually the one who tried to bring this place of forgiveness where he's like, understand that your parents were doing the best they could. Yeah, And I went, I'm not quite there yet, it's a Huge, but thing. I hear you. It's a huge thing. Um, and I also realized that I'm 41. My dad was 23. Twent- I'm going to flip yeah, this table over yeah. 23 when you had two children? Yeah. Oh my God, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. It is insane. You're I a child. When I, was 23. <laughs> I, had a, I had a pager and I had a phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> But to be able to navigate yourself to a point where you go, I understand where you are, and, and, and that, that that was you doing the best that you could.
1: Yep. But f- for me, it- do you want to save thirty thousand dollars in therapy? Just yeah. go. My parents did the best that they could. But, but I like, believe, really, re- it, really man. repeat it until you believe it. That's where I'm at. That's that was a mythic thing too. I forget. I always forget this guy's name, but he's kind of like a modern Joseph Campbell, and he was like back in the day, they Joseph would Smith. say something like like a profound thing, like. Um, God comes to us disguised as our lives, right? Sure. And you have oh, to carve cool. that in wood. Okay, so just the carving of it. But then, like, it's big, like cumbersome, like the size of a Bluetooth speaker. And then... The most portable thing ever. No, I'm picturing a bigger <laughs> one. I know. That was funny. I also think it's funny that it used to be like, like the size of a loaf of bread. A and bread now box. Like, yeah. and
0: you're like, a Bluetooth speaker is like, that's actually very convenient.
1: Ah, but it should not be too you. inconvenient. You can throw it in An your backpack. An ADAT
0: recorder. I got you.
1: Yes. But... You had to take it with you everywhere you went, and that was part of it. So it's mm-hmm. almost like your parents did the best that they could, something that you should carve in wood and bring with you. Every time you grab your car keys, you have to bring this thing with you to remind you of it. And it's it's the, ex- it's the external manifestation of the inner transformation where you're like, I'm trying to bring this with me. Right. That could save you $30,000. You're going to get some looks.
0: I think that it comes a point where you remember that, like Pam and I right now are, are going through our house. And we're just well, there's a bunch of shit that we just do not need. That's what we're doing. And I had this this peacoat that uh, I'm i I'm a pack rat when it comes to sentimental stuff. And there's this peacoat that when I first got to L.A. I was doing this show did and arrived by tugboat. I did. There I was on so, the bow of the boat. When I'm the king of the world. I up your peacoat. I, I had, yeah I had a peacoat because it was even the hipster then. And I there was this company called Modern Amusement that sponsored me for this show and it it was like this validation like I was something because I got an endorsement and I found this Pico I was like I've not worn I don't think I can wear this but I've not worn this in eight years and I had this notion where I looked at Pam and she was like well if you want to keep it I was like I can't let someone be cold because I want to be sentimental Yeah. and I was like there's a lot of stuff that we need to get rid of and I yeah. mean that's like there's a lot of stuff that we need to get rid of, bro, like yeah. like, not just coats and and um shoes. Oh, yeah, what stuff. are you
1: hoarding Hoarding emotionally? What am
0: I hoarding emotionally that I've got to get yeah, rid what of? Yeah,
1: what are you addicted to? You said you can be addicted to meetings. You can also be addicted to negative feelings. Yeah. That's a Joel Dispenza thing. I haven't even read his book, but I'd love to have him on. Val loves his book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, huh. and it talks about being addicted to negative emotions and you do see it like you hear that and you're like yeah i have friends who continually and on a cycle a loop create the atmosphere of of dread and chaos to themselves and and you go like i guess it could just be bad luck or is this person constructing a world wherein they get to play that comfortable role right fortunately they learned and inherited and and it's comforting it's like a shitty blanket but you love it
0: star trek four Sarah you Kirk, Star Trek for you Star Trek for? <laughs> he comes in, and Spock's brother, his whole thing is like, "Let me get rid of your pain. Mm. And Kirk looks at me and goes, "What do you? I can turn left when I should turn right, I need my pain, yeah, and that I love that moment because I was like, "Yes, your pain defines you." And I went, mm, well, does it yeah. or or can I be the person that I am now like, That's not my spine, It's not holding me up, right?" It's just go, oh, I no longer need that. I don't know. I can be on my bike without my training wheels. Right. Those training wheels allowed
1: me to your understand balance. Your pain. Does he, is he going to take the memory of my pain? That's I th- When he said take my pain, I just have follow up questions. But he can have the pain, but the memory of the pain that leads to the left or right, hopefully you get to keep that.
0: Right. But yeah. I don't want, I, I believe in living a life. The, okay, so this is what I just tattooed on my body. I get this one, which is know thyself. And this is the first of the Delphic maxims. And this is the last one which is upon reaching the end, be without sorrow. Mm. And that's the last one is like, that's absolutely it. Live a life without regret upon reaching the end, be without sorrow. Mm. And I think that if you can do those two things, everything else in the middle becomes a lot easier. If you can truly know yourself. And so that if someone is challenging your worldview, you can just appreciate that and go, wow, that's okay. I disagree with you, um, but we're still... Well, let's go out and have a drink, and I'll have a green tea and you have your whiskey or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that at the end, that last breath that you take is not a gasp, but it's a sigh. Right. What's well, No Hard
1: Feelings by the Ava Brothers? Have you heard that song?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Well, get ready to cry. It's amazing. Okay. But it's all about death, and it's about leaving with no hard feelings.
0: Okay.
1: It's, a, it's an amazing song. Ava Brothers? Avid Brothers. Incredible. Look at Unbelievable song.
0: Dude, how you feeling? <laughs> this is cool. No, I feel great. This has been like three years in the making, just like... Three, an hour per year. <laughs> is that we've been going that long? Hello, meter. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, He stopped recording like... Yeah, no, it's he like, wasn't dude, recording. we ran out. It's like, he and I was just waiting for the intro. Are you guys ready to do... We should start recording now.
1: I want to say, like... um, What? When you were talking about Ayn Rand and altruism Yeah, the Dalai Lama said the the current one was like not the one 80 years ago no not that one (laughs) (laughs) when you do uh, when you do something nice for somebody else he's like it is it is uh, selfish you can Mm -hmm. also do something for yourself that's selfish Mm -hmm. but if I do something for you it makes me feel good it is selfish and he goes but be good selfish be wise selfish
0: I I see nothing wrong with being selfish there's some times when
1: but he can see everything selfish but do the one that helps other people too If everything is selfish, do the one that helps other people. Do the one that helps other people. Like this podcast is selfish, and it it helps people. Sometimes people tell me, sure, but I'm also getting so much out of it. That's good selfish. That's why selfish. I hope. Is it what were you going to say? No, I just think that
0: there's there's sometimes when helping, you know, is bad selfish because you're doing it out of a sense of obligation totally. or you're doing it when you're not prepared well this to is do it. alan
1: watts he goes a god that loving god because you're supposed to love god is, is garbage
0: right <laughs> i agree
1: which i love he's like you need to you need to have a faith that's rich enough to say like sorry god i, I don't love you like you get to that rock bottom place right and on. then work on it
0: i think it's also i don't need to have that cookie right now that's you can't for your...
1: kill people in the game I think it's so funny because your game is like one of the most violent things. Can't in kill the world. humans. But you can't kill humans. Orcs look a lot like humans, dude.
0: But they're not. They're not humans. And it was told. That's a Tolkien thing. Like you can. There's no. There's no human death. There's no soul in an orc. I guess. Maybe. Well, I mean, orcs are the product of industrialization, which is what Tolkien was talking about the entire time. It's it's the right. corruption of the world. The spread. Mm-hmm. Right through power.
1: Um. The Last of Us.
0: Go, f- will you please play that game? Like seriously, dude. I guess so. just the first fifteen minutes, and then you're going to text me afterwards. You have
1: to know somebody that will send me a, a PlayStation. Why? <laughs> <I'm> right? <laughs> Who
0: Andy that... House? On your way out, please <laughs> send a because he's listening. Um, you, sh- dude, you're more famous than I am. You should reach out and go. Hi, I'm yeah, Pete I don't Holmes. Know. Kind of have a cool show on HBO and an awesome podcast, and I'm coming with a book.
1: Ring. And we sure did plug the fuck out of your game, didn't we? I want a free PlayStation. P.S. Go go
0: PS4 Pro with the PSVR.
1: I don't know what that means. This is the. Here's
0: what we're gonna do. <laughs> you're gonna get the PS4 Pro, and we're gonna get. You're gonna get the the PSVR, and we're gonna come over to your house and play Resident Evil. And no, we're gonna play. I expect you to die, and I will video it. And dude, oh my god, is it scary? No, it's, it's a, it's an escape room. Have you played this? Oh my God. It is so much fun because people go, I don't understand what I'm what, what am I doing? And they figure something out and the whole thing is failure failure is how you tutorialize yourself and so you get to the point where people are just moving just things so autonomously like the thing that they were so trepidatious about do I open this by the fifth time they're like okay I'm gonna open that <laughs> it's just moving trying know. to escape and it's so much fun
1: okay I'll do it um, well this was wonderful I was just gonna say the the guest says keep it crispy at the end um, but maybe for fun because we do this with other voiceover yeah. don't feel bad Maybe you could do it as uh, Booker and then do it as Italian and then do it as the Joker. So three Keep It Crispies. Okay. First one's Booker T. Booker T. What is it? Booker. <laughs> Booker T. Washington. <laughs> no, no, no. Booker T. Washington. Booker DeWitt. Booker DeWitt. Yeah. Who, by the way, yeah. learned that lesson too, that he was complicit in his grief.
0: Yeah. Like that vision that he keeps
1: having. Ha- yes. Having. At the end, it's revealed that. It's him. It was him. Mm-hmm. Right very deep
0: Comstock is Booker spoiler
1: oh boy I wasn't going to say it
0: keep it crispy <laughs> makes him giggle
1: and I didn't even know I knew the voice <laughs> until you did it that game is amazing
0: I have no idea what this means but keep it crispy
1: <laughs>
0: or here's my favorite <laughs> Keep it crispy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm laughing also like the Joker. But it's just my life. Just laughing. What fun. We haven't done a three-hour one in a very long time.
0: Yeah, dude. This has been a long time coming, man.
1: I'm so glad we did it. Me too, bro. Thank you. Good times. Good Times. Oh, what's the name of your band? I listened to it on the way, and I, people... Did you dig it? it oh, yeah. Uh, so I've got one album out under me, uh,
0: Sitting in the Fire, which is what we were talking about, and then the one that we just put out, uh, Window to the Abbey, A-B-B-E-Y. Uh, Window to the Abbey. The multi-talented. Um, yeah, man. Troy Thank you, dude. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Thank shoes, I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game, so crispy.